1069. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. This is the part where I tell you that we're online at WRQK.com. Put a pin in that. Fantones put up videos, and I got questions. We're going to get there in a second. Okay. But I do want to ask you this, Fantone. All right. Is it Wednesday? Uh, yeah. It is, in fact, Wednesday. Indeed it is. Wednesday, right. February 15th, 2017. I want to make sure I have my facts right. Wednesday is indeed the third workday of the week, is it not? Correct. Well, then three in a row I don't have two computers that work in the studio. Three in a row. This is keeping, uh, this is keeping in tune with January's record, which was... 15 days, not hyperbole, we counted. It was 15. Bro, all right. Stays right for the hat trick. No, I'll be Got honest with you. Yeah, yeah, hat trickery. <laughs> hat trickery. That's how we'll stop him from being number one, not have to pay him his bonus. We just won't give him the equipment. That's what we'll do. So... I don't want to be guilty of doing this too much because I understand okay. people got problems in their life right. and they don't really care about this and they need to go they to work don't. and they hate their boss too, right? right? I totally get that, okay? But I have a problem here. This is a problem. This is systemic. It's been an issue. People know it's an issue and I'm on a pay no mind list and I'm kind of over it. Now, the way we report these problems is we like log on to like this, this uh, you know, of course, this like a web-based program, right. and I just send an email, and then bam, things just so you know get fixed, even though no, they never do. So when you send them, they're like listed as like moderate priority, and we were actually told when this program got unleashed to us that you can switch the priority to high, but don't ever do that because then somebody else's boss gets alerted to the problem, and then I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. But the problem is, bro, this is 18 days in a month and a half. Yeah. So you have had a chance yeah. at it. So I should move this to high priority, right? And alert like half the company that this is an issue. I mean, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst thing that happens out of all this? Is I your mean, computer gets fixed? Is that is that the worst thing that's going to happen? Bro, I, th- I say you do it. Do bef- it. Pull before, the trigger. Before we left for vacation, yeah. we were all in this room. Me, you, a member of management, and somebody else. And the member of management turned to that other person and said, can you get this board labeled for these guys so they know what all these pots are? Our board isn't labeled. That was August. It's February. There's no labels on the board. I'm starting like I'm starting to have like an issue. And I thought to myself this morning when I drove in, dude, you know what you should just do? Be a fat, lazy American. Just give them the effort that they give you. But the problem then is I'm not slighting my boss. I'm slighting you, the listener, then. And I care about you and your life and what you go through too much to do that to you. And the company knows this, so they've kind of got me between this rock and a hard spot. Sansbury's too good of a dude, cares about the audience <laughs> way too much. He's going to go in there and continue to do the best he possibly can, deliver us the best product listenable in the entire state of goddamn Ohio, and we don't have to do anything for him at all. It's, Be- o- it's almost like you're the Cleveland Browns of radio. It's you know a what I'm brilliant <laughs> business plan. It's a, it's a frustrating place to be. They know you're going to keep showing up time and time again, you know, and, and, and you got to keep coming. I'm the Browns fan base. Yeah, you are, dude. I mean, Better than the product that, that's being shoved at you. Just constantly being hosed. Oh, my God. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Like, I just, I don't know without proper equipment, without proper tooling, how you're supposed to do it. I guess I'm going to figure it out. Pretty damn good at this. We'll probably find a way. Good news is, is you did it 15 times last month, so you're able to do this. Have some confidence in yourself. Stay How are you supposed to do it? I don't know. I don't Go know. back and study those days. Figure it out. What have you been doing? Yeah, that's fair. How are you this morning, buddy? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I had a uh, a moment as I was driving into the uh, to the radio station this morning. And you ever have one of those moments where, like, it's when you're driving. I was at the radio station, and I didn't even like realize I had been in the car. Like, I didn't. I don't remember. Scary, the right? dri- 
I don't remember the drive. Could have killed all. ten people. Have no idea. Did I <laughs> yeah. like obey traffic signals? Did I stop at stop signs? That happens it's to just, me a lot. I mean, I just kind of like got to work, and I'm like, I believe that's THC that does that. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? just happened. I remember like getting in my car and like turning it on, putting my seatbelt on, and then I just kind of remember being here and I'm like, "Damn, dude, like I I don't know if that's that's necessarily indicative of 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 of, of drug use or or memory loss or getting older. Maybe I have Alzheimer's disease. I don't know what's happening with me." Yes. I think it's a basket <laughs> of yes. You know what the audience is thinking right now? What Try listening to you two. If you're not going <laughs> to believe me. You feel every minute in the car when you two are on. Uh, so you're a day removed from Valentine's Day. I'm Correct. assuming you had all the sex last night. Did not, actually. Did not. My girlfriend's working up in Akron this week, so it's kind of been like late nights home for her. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. And uh, we went and we went to Panera last night. I'm like, where do you want to go get dinner? And she's like, well, we're not going anywhere like with a waiter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And, uh, I bet Panera was busy. And Nav's all right. I mean, it was, it was just as busy as Panera ever is in Maslin there. But it was just kind of one of those things where we're sitting there. It's probably 730 at night. Panera's overrated. Uh, it's, it, it, is it too expensive for what yes, it is? Okay, yes. that's the better word. Okay, Same, fine. I mean, the deli- food's good. It's yeah. delicious yeah, yeah, yeah. food. It's just too much price. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, it certainly that's the better is. word. I don't think I don't I don't think anybody's going to deny that. I mean, because and the thing with Panera is too. Like, I'll go there, and as we're driving home, I'm like, up, oh, we're going to have to stop at Arby's. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's a half a it's sandwich, like Chinese food, a little half a sandwich in a cup of in a, in a cup of soup. Well, at least with Chinese food, you have food for like a while. Like, I mean, they at least give you a lot of it. Panera, it's just like. <laughs> You do? No. I, uh, uh, I, will, I will give Panera their Asiago cheese bagels. Those are amazing. White people. There they, used to, uh, they used to cater. <laughs> Panera did the, uh, one of the last radio stations I worked at. I, uh, I, I, Every morning. I have a uh, I have coffee a bagels. Pretty uh, pretty accurate theory that Panera is the uh, third mic in the studio. Earth. Essentially, the whitest restaurant in America. You can go there Chipotle, and outside, but I like it. Outside of employees, dude. No, I'm telling you, Panera's whiter. I'm telling you, Panera's whiter. Like I've done the research. I have like a scoring system where, like, I you know. Okay, how do you score well, white? Each 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 minority family will essentially count for a point. Employees count for half of a point. I feel like Panera is like the whitest place you can possibly eat. Done the research. I've been in the. I've been in you know the Maslin, the Belden Village. I've been up in in Cuyahoga Falls. I've been to the Twinsburg one, the Stowe one. I've I've been to them all, dude. I've been I've been to all the Paneras. Just just constantly broccoli cheddar soup, iced tea. That's what I do. Kind of sounds like he eats like an Aryan, right? And, I mean, and, and I'm just telling you, Fanto going out of his way to go to the whitest restaurants there is. I'm just telling you, it is. Every time I go in there, I'll say it to my girlfriend, and I'm just like, not a single person of color in this entire establishment. Meanwhile, CEO of Panera, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, secretly, that dude probably does like that. You know what I mean? It's awful, but it's he probably does. All right, so you're bringing something. You're bringing race into something that okay. really where it doesn't need to be, right? And and uh, that's big these days. Okay. So I saw this last night. All right, so we'll talk about this a few times this morning. Kevin Love out for six weeks. Right. I had kind of hinted at this being the rumor that I heard yesterday. It turns out it ended up being true there a little bit. And it's uh, what there's something wrong with the meniscus in the knee or, or whatever, right? He's going to get his knee like scoped. So I mean, it's not it's not like you're getting your ACL repaired. I heard a loose impediment, and so something's floating around in his knee. He's going to go get it. Or he already got it cleaned out, and I mean, it's just recovery after that. Not a huge like structural damage injury. And so they're like moving something out of the way, but it's going to be six weeks, right? And so I saw like somebody from. Toronto Twitter, like this is like they, they, this is how yeah. important people on Twitter think yeah. they are. They like name themselves after like 
Well, like, but I mean, there's Cavs Twitter and Browns Twitter. It's like, it, dude, it's like it's the self-importance of the Twitter universe. But watching, but watching, like you know, as a Cavs fan, or there's you know, uh, MMA Twitter, or like UFC Twitter, like those things. Of course, that's what Twitter is good for is your specific interest, and that's why I like it as a social media platform. It's not about like it's the my, podcasting of social media. It's not what do my idiot friends in high school think, or like some guy I used to work with think about politics. It's like, well, what am I interested in? Comedy, WWE, you know, basketball, those things, and that's. I I think that's why I like, you know, Toronto Twitter or or Cavs Twitter or whatever Twitter. Yeah, there's a niche there. I just find it I, I find it to be hilarious that that is where, like, the self-importance comes at, like, an all-time high because, of course, that's what it would do. But this kid from Toronto last night was trying to make the argument that the entire roster outside of LeBron James on Toronto, the Raptors, is better than the Cavaliers. That is, of course, hilarious. And so somebody responded back to him and said to him, explain to me how Serge Ibaka, who they picked up, is better than Kevin Love. And his answer was, Serge is African. He's going to automatically be better than Kevin Love. What? So then I was like, he's got to be kidding. So then further down the timeline, somebody questions him again. Dude, why are you discounting Kevin Love? And he says, because he's white. What? Serge Ibaka better. Now, I understand this is one idiot on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I want you to understand something. Nobody in that timeline rose the question of, bro, how can you be out there saying this publicly? Where if it were reversed, let's be real, if I went online right now and said, well, dude, Kevin loves a better basketball player than Serge Ibaka. He's white. The basketball IQ is going to automatically be better. I lose my job, and I'm never heard from Ever again. Well, I mean, who is this guy? What I'm saying is there was no, no nobody even batted an eye at it. It was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess that, that that's why. I, I, it wasn't considered to be a wildly racist statement. And the reason was is because of the platform it was laid on. It was Twitter. Twitter doesn't do that. Twitter likes taking down the other side, and they don't like. It's very you're you're allowed to kind of do this to a white basketball player the way you're not the other way. And I'm going to prove my point a little bit. Brandon Marshall, a wide receiver, went on multiple shows after the Super Bowl and said, "You know what? There's reverse racism going on in the NFL, and I'm going to prove it to you." Everybody says Tom Brady doesn't play with anybody. He doesn't play with anybody. He doesn't play with anybody. It's like they say that because those wide receivers are white. He's like, you can't say that about a black wide receiver in the NFL. He's like, people would kill you for it. And you know what? I commend Brandon Marshall for that. I think, and if, if we're really going to get down to why the bigger reason that is, is of course you can point to situations where in, in a white minority, whether that's the NFL or rap music or anything like that, where there is going to be reverse racism. Of course there is, and of course that's wrong, but it's not the same thing as white on minority racism. Nobody's trying to equate those two things. I'm trying to say you're allowed to have the opinion that a black basketball player is automatically going to be better than a white one, and you sure as hell aren't allowed to have that opinion about a white basketball player here being better than a black one. Not on Twitter, not online, not over the air. No, you're not. You're allowed to have that thought in your head. Is the only place that thought is allowed to live. On Twitter, though, you're allowed to go the complete opposite way. And my thing is nobody called them out. It wasn't considered to be a controversial statement. It was just considered to be like, well, yeah, that's what we do. I was like, I was like, okay. I, I mean, I guess. I even pointed it out to people. I was like, dude, he tweeted this not once but twice, and nobody's picking up on this. And it's like, oh yeah, because this isn't the fight Twitter wants. Twitter wants the other fight.
They don't want this fight. This is why I'm starting to have a little bit more and more and more of a problem with these platforms. So should they want both fights or want neither fight? I, I think that, honestly, they should want neither fight. And I think Twitter should yank this dude's Twitter away from him the way they have other people who have been uh, guilty of doing this on the other side. So you shouldn't speak out against racism? I, I mean- think, I think it's, you got to be careful about who does it. I think you got to be real careful. Right? It's a thing. It exists. And, but I, you know what Morgan Freeman says about this? Stop talking about it. Stop referring to people as white men or stop referring to people as black men. And guess what happens? You stop thinking about I it. I think if that's a perfect world argument, but that's incredibly idealistic. To what? To, to, to stop examining every issue to the point we'll, to where we just yell at we'll one all, another? We'll all just stop seeing color? We'll all just stop seeing color is the, is the, is the solution? I think it, there's a solution in it. Is it the silver bullet? No, but there's a solution in it. And I'll tell you what the solution isn't. The solution isn't ringing the bell on one side and then letting it run amok on the other. That isn't the solution. I know that's the solution the left wants. So should you ring both bells? Yeah. I mean, if, it's gonna, if, you, if we're going to talk about it, then it needs to go both ways. I would rather everybody shut the hell up about it because I think it would actually make things better, but we're not gonna because all of your opinions need to be validated, and I understand it, right? That's the world I live in now. I hate it, but that's the world I live in now. But if you're allowed to do it one way and it's not like racist and not bigotry and not all these things, then it isn't that when you do it the other way either. Then it's just you having an opinion on something the other way too. It can't be that way. You can't yank Twitter handles away from people whose opinion you don't like, but then when they, you have the same exact opinion about a different group of people, you're totally allowed to have that opinion. That, my friend, is the definition of hypocrisy. And that's what Twitter is. That's why I rally against it. That's why I bitch about social media all the time, because that's the way it is now. It is so the... And I'm going to be guilty of using a way overused term here, but it is. It's just the safe haven for social justice warriors. It's nobody's fixing problems. They're just yelling, hey, look at that problem over there. That doesn't fix anything. I don't believe that fixes anything. I just don't. There's a new dating app. I rally against these, but this one I think might be on the right track. I'll give you that next on Rock 106. This report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we have a roadblock announcement where Nikki Six will take over the program for a little while, and he's going to clue you in on everybody playing the iHeartRadio music. Which show is this now? One of them. I don't the, know. The Award Fest? The Award Show Festival. Festival, festival what Show happened? Award. It'll be on the CW. iHeart Awards. Yeah. iHeartRadio Music Awards. Yeah. yeah. Nikki Six will give you the full announcement at 9 o'clock. I do know this. Bruno Mars has already been announced. I can okay. let you know that one. Right. I know everybody was in love with Bruno right. from the other night at the Grammy, so you'll see more of that. I would imagine he'll do another Prince tribute thing from the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I would imagine. That was such a big hit from the Grammys the other night. And I can see I can see how Bruno could could do a a good uh, you know Prince rendition. I haven't been a big fan of Bruno's last few songs, but he is a wildly talented entertainer. I mean, he does have it all. He can sing, dance, kind of, there's enough show going on. He, I mean, he's a great entertainer. I, I, I get Bruno's appeal. I just haven't liked the last couple of releases as singles. I do want to talk to you about this video that you put up online, uh, and we will here in a second, but uh, one of our official haters is back, nice. and he's all mad, and now his his answer his answer is, don't worry, Sansbury, you don't have to worry about your computer, Mo's going to take your job before long. 
Okay, Mo applied for my job in Cleveland, didn't get it. Mo applied for this job, didn't get it. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago, my boss and I were in the back of a courtroom laughing at that fat turd together about the fact that he was trying to sue a radio station. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. So you keep crossing those fingers. Go back to not being able to read and eating paste. We'll handle this. I mean, if you're not going to like this program, that's fine. fine whatever. That's I, fine. I life, totally get it. My life will move on quickly. Exactly. No, guys that I make mad like that, I, you don't understand. I like it. But I you, love the you, fact that you hate me. You're going you're gonna to audible to Mo. Like, you're like, no, that's quality radio. Right. There's plenty of like radio shows where I'm like, well, you know what? We're not as good as them. And you dude, know nobody's gonna put, dude, nobody's going to put that guy back on the radio. He called Come a on. mentally Come challenged on. person Come a on. retard to their face. Come on. Like, you can't do that. Not in the broadcasting world, bro. Like, that. that's the decision making that goes through that fat turd's head. That is what goes through that guy's head. That's why he's doing a like a video podcast to eight people in his robe every morning. <laughs> what a moron. That's funny stuff. So let's, uh, but you got to fill me in okay. on, on this right. video. Here we go. Right? Whoopi Goldberg, apparently, and Keanu Reeves. I don't yeah. know why those two are together on, on a talk show. On the Graham Norton show. And they start talking about pubic hair? Yeah, you can check the video out, WRQK.com. Well, Whoopi, I haven't uh, had the chance yet, so like, what's happening? Whoopi explains to uh, Keanu Reeves kind of what happens to your pubic hair as you get older. Oh. Oh. I, well, I know what happens, so maybe I don't have to click the link. I uh, that's that's well, that's inter- That was an interesting duo. When I saw the word pubes and Whoopi Goldberg and Keanu Reeves, I was like, "What is happening here?" Pubes is a hilarious word. I uh, I really do. I really anytime I can I can fit that in somewhere. I'm like, "All right, let's get a pubes." In so there. my buddy Rodney has what I have called the best T-shirt of all time. Okay, and he wears it all the time when we go to the bar, and it just says. Pubes are in. That's like that's it's, it's the best shirt ever. I love that shirt. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will definitely check out the Keanu Reeves, uh, Whoopi Goldberg discussing the pubes via wrqk.com. There. I um. I will ask you this question. Yeah. Why does the world need a second John Wick movie? Like, um, I thought the first one was cool enough. I, why not have more Keanu Reeves with guns making things explode? Like, I, I, I did like that movie I just guess. based on what it was. I okay, I that was one of those movies I hear. Okay, I heard people tell me how good it was. Then I watched it. Like a listener of ours who has actually moved to Nashville now. Um, was like, you got to watch this, you got to watch this, you got to watch this. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, oh yeah, John Wick's pretty good. It's on my DVR if you want to watch it. And I watched it, and I was like, okay. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, it was good enough. I don't know why, well, I mean, to make money. But like, I don't think you really need it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, do we really need any of these, uh, no. these sequels and prequels and things like that? But it, No, yes, I mean, Empire sense, Strikes Back was pretty good. And they're trying to make money. And uh, that John Wick movie, I would never be like, dude, you have to see this movie. But as far as like a, a blow stuff up and shoot stuff movie and like, I He's don't just know. a really bad actor. Yeah, he's terrible. Ken Reeves is terrible. I mean, he's a bad actor. I mean, but has one hell of a track record, you know? know what I mean? For somebody who's so poor, you know, uh, performing at their job. I will say what he is good at is he picks the right roles for him. You know what I mean? Like the Matrix was a good role for him that you didn't need to be a great actor for that. And John Wick, you don't have to be a great actor for that. You just got to be able to, well, not even drive the Mustang. The other guy's going to do that. Like you just got to be thin in the suit and point the gun right. And I think he can do that. Like good job. (laughs) Good Good job. Just stand there and hold the gun. That's just, what you have to do. Just be still. Which, I mean, but, like, honestly, sometimes that's all I need out of my hero is, like, all right, you're a dude that's shooting people, and you're, yep, that's what I want out of you. And that's exactly what John Wick was to me, so. Hmm. Interesting. 
I uh, yeah, I will be skipping John Wick two until it comes to uh, until it comes to the Netflix there. And then even when it is on Netflix and you do decide to watch it, you're gonna skip it then too. You'll be like, oh whatever, I'm on my phone, I don't care. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies where it's like perfect. I don't want to pay attention to it, but I still want to hear you, explosions. You can literally leave the theater during like the, a John Wick type movie for ten minutes to go to the bathroom, right. come back, and you haven't missed a damn thing. You might have missed like the coolest car chase of the movie, but you're not lost in where the story is because well. There isn't one. It's just bullets hitting the floor. Like that's it. Like I, it, that was one of those movies that had not ever, not like ten people told me how good John Wick was or how much I was going to enjoy it before I saw it. It's like I call that like the Jerry Maguire disease. It's like when everybody this movie's gonna change your life, and then you see it. It's like no, it's just some little kid talking about the like how much the human head weighs. Like <laughs> that's all. That's really all it was. And that's kind of like what happens with movies is if people tell if somebody tells you how bad something is like this show. I always tell people if you hate it, tell everybody how much you hate it and be, be go overboard with how much you hate it because what happens is haters your friends turn it on and go oh it's not that bad i actually kind of like it so you're actually helping me by hating on it i beg for haters i need them this business dude i you need the haters bring on the hate your boy loves it there is a dating app i think i need to use it i'm sick of being lonely yesterday was a was a case in point and this app may have uh, struck a chord with me and might help you i'll uh, pass out that info next to you on rock 106 1069 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you get your iHeartRadio Music Awards announcement. Every performer playing the stage, you'll hear at 9 o'clock. Nikki Six will take over for a few minutes, get you filled in on that. Bruno Mars already been announced, so I feel like I can tell you that one. No opening act, all headliners. That's right. That's really what it is. Honestly, I do. Obviously, I've seen the list. I saw it yesterday. I was told not to. You know. I was uh I was told not to uh not to tell you everybody. Um Yeah, all right, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I can't do it. But maybe Left Shark will be there. Who knows? You know what I mean? Maybe that'll happen. It's possible. That is a possibility. 9 o'clock, get your announcement on the iHeartRadio Music Awards. So a uh uh, a follower of ours on Twitter at jhev82 sent me a link of Keanu Reeves training for John Wick, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, I'm an avid gun shooter." He's like, "This video is actually really impressive," and I watched it, and sure enough, it actually. I was like, "Okay, all right, all right." That 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 was that was a fun watch. You're right. That training was uh, was was interesting. There, another uh, follower of ours said that he actually enjoyed the John Wick movie better than the Jason Bourne series. Same thing to me. Both, dude, you could put on either of those movies and put either of those actors in either of those roles, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, I, I may be fighting on on, on a. Uh, I might be fighting for something that that isn't a reality. I feel like the story's better in the Jason Bourne movies. Maybe that's just my feeling on it. But I, that's because you've had multiple movies for that story to develop. Okay, but it, let's take all the other ones out. If I stack the first Bourne movie up against John Wick, I don't even think it's close. I think Bourne's a way better movie. But that's an, dude, again, these things are opinion. You know what I mean? And I also think, I, yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves is that bad of an actor. Like, he can kind of ruin stuff versus make it better. Where uh, Matt Damon, I think if, we, if we've kind of seen, you know what I mean, the story on him, he's not that bad. Pretty good there. Just my opinion. Whatever. So there's, uh, yesterday was uh, Valentine's Day, and I got exactly what I wanted for Valentine's Day, which was son 
50 degrees and a dry golf course. It was beautiful yesterday. Yeah. It really was, man. Yeah. Your boy went out there, shot a 45, didn't hate it. Right? Very feeling good about life. <laughs> yeah, didn't hate it. That's very feeling good. A little far off the goal. Little far off the goal, but but not bad for February golf. Exactly, not You're bad for February. Doing golf. All right, buddy. Got the three wood, dude. I'm starting to hit the three wood pretty good. I'm just I'm trying to it. boost his confidence. Yeah, golf. You're good at it, Dan. You're great. <laughs> Keep it up, man. But then I went home and I was like, oh well, it is Valentine's Day, and I would be lying a little bit if I wasn't like, you know what, sex would be kind of good at the end of this day, right? Right. Right. But I chose not to be like the texting person yesterday. Or oh, how thirsty is that, dude? Right. If you're if you're out there texting the usual suspects on, on Valentine's, Valentine's day, day, it's not like it's a. If it was a random Saturday and you're like, hey, dude, I'm going through the Rolodex, I'm going through the, you know, dude, I do that every day. Right. I, right. I, 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 that's that's sad enough, but you do it on Valentine's why, day, man. Why? <laughs> Why? No need. Do you know me better than anybody? I already hate my life, bro. Like, you don't need to, like, do, do you not know? Tell me I'm good at golf. <laughs> Tell me, dude, right. Like, why can you never be on my side? But I was, like, I was, you know, thinking about that. As a matter of fact, real quick, a woman that I'm, I can't say I'm connected to, but occasionally we'll use okay. each other when we're bored. Okay. Sent me, like, a happy Valentine's Day message yesterday. I was like, ugh. Like, is this, like, it's not out of line. It's not inappropriate, but it was like, I don't want to send mixed signals here. No. So um, I just said, you two and use the number. <laughs> like, did you two? And she's like, was this Bono or is this Stansbury telling me happy Valentine's Day? And, uh, you know, but, I, but I, made, I made sure. I was like, you know, let's get the fire hose out on this. You know what I mean? You never um, know. That's kind of weird. Is she a Valentine or is she a holiday texter in general? She's just a sweet person. A lot of like, people I, will do happy Thanksgiving. And I'm right. like, I haven't talked to you in six months. What do you? texting me happy thanksgiving for at first i freaked out because well that's what i do yeah. and then i walked away from it. i was like dude she's just a good-hearted person this isn't like a chick who's trying to like backdoor something with you and if you're orgasming with somebody saying happy valentine's day shouldn't be like oh my god that's far too intimate our genitals have touched but saying happy valentine's day that makes me feel icky yeah you should okay all right <laughs> all right dude <laughs> i now i now will require you need Stansbury approval of, <laughs> for everything that's said. You, I, show me your work. Show, I need the scratch paper. I need to do four and four ain't making eight right now. This is common core conversation you're giving me, and I don't like it. I don't. Dude, you're always bagging me into corners I don't want to be in, well, man. I'm just trying to point. I'm just trying to point out where you are in life. So I'm just... these dating apps use like algorithms to figure out who you should bang in your neighborhood, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a new one called Hater. Okay, and I kind of like this because I think people. Uh, I was guilty of this in my last like girlfriend situation when I was dating Callie. One of the reasons why that why I jumped into that was like, man, we like all the same things. We like everything. We like all the same things, and people kind of fool themselves into similar interests means this is the person for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that's a building block. Helps you. I think that's a building block, but that's not a core of a relationship, Helps dude. You. I mean, think about, right. like, and it, there's, I think a lot of different people put this on a lot of different things. Like, think about all the people that, like, enjoy, I know you guys like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, like, everybody likes Game of Thrones. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know how many miserable people like Game of Thrones? Exactly, right. exactly. That's like people who smoke weed all the time that are like, oh, you smoke weed, bro? We must be like bros. And I'm like, I'm not your friend at all. I hate 
hate what you. What are you, what are you talking to I, me for? I would literally hate you. Right, 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 right. So people have that, that, well, hey, we share something. That means we like have a bond, and no, it doesn't. You know what? Dude, female Kiss fans always reach out to me and say that. You know, we're, we both like Kiss. I we kiss. should bang. I kiss. I'm mean, like, honey, you have boobs. That's why we should bang. <laughs> like, I don't care. I can care less about Gene Simmons. But yeah, no, I have female Kiss fans hit me up a lot with that. Right. So you're right about that. But there's this new app. It's called Hater. And instead of finding out what you have in common it, or what you like in common, they're finding things that you hate in common. Oh. And I think that that could be just as, uh, well, every bit as successful as what you like together, well, especially given the polarizing environment we live in now. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, dude, people are going to want to be a part of this just because it's 2017 and I love hating stuff. Everybody out there. And you can say, no, not me. It's only you stupid whatevers. No, it's not. No, it's not. Everybody loves hating. Everybody's always loved hating on constantly. It's who we are as a people. America, the United United Hates of America is what it is nowadays. And there's no way that uh, this isn't going to have some traction. People are going to want to be a part of this. So here's how it came about. This guy was working at Goldman Sachs was unhappy, decided I'm going to give up my 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 cush Wall Street job and go be a comedian. Ugh. Bro. Ugh. Right? Does a joke on the stage about like a hate-based app and then saw the audience's reaction and went, "Oh, this isn't a joke. This is a good idea." And then uses you know some of his uh, prior you know uh, business relationships, having been, worked at Goldman and there, he's probably obviously a little smart. A little and, bit of money uh, probably saved up too. Yeah, a little money saved up there. there. And he releases the app. Two hundred thousand people already have it now. Right now, it's only on the iOS platform. You can only get it on Apple, but it will be released uh, to other platforms here uh, shortly. And Brendan Alper is the guy's name. And like I said, yeah, I left a job at Goldman Sachs to pursue a comedy career, started doing a bit about a hate-based dating site. Next thing you know, thought it was a good idea, released it, and sure enough, it's uh, now you have to have a Facebook account to use it. That's how you log in with it. Right. That's the way it is with a lot of these, uh, like Tinder and stuff like that. Because Zuckerberg's just waiting for this thing to catch enough traction, then he's going to buy it. And then, yeah. (laughs) um, Aren't the the things you hate, though, just as arbitrary as the things you like? Yes, but I think there are people who don't want to be, who will view... How do I want to say this? I think there are people who will view being matched by what you like as like, oh my God, how silly. Right. But then will be snowed by the fact that you hate the same thing brings you closer together. I can't even like come up with a list of like, all right, here's the things I love. I can come up with 10 things right now. When it comes to the things I hate, I'm like, well, right now I have some of the, I have some of the biggest ones. What do you got? Donald Trump is one of the biggest one. Bully, okay. Bullies is another one, which, by the way, if you're an okay. adult, I mean, oh, I guess kids date and use apps, fine. Well, and but if, if you you're my kids, age, oh, if you have kids, great point. Right. I always forget about that. Right. The fact that and you people have done that. I mean, you can you can bully as adults. I feel like there's adults that get bullied in like workplace environments, even in relationships. So, I mean, now, listen, whatever you want to assume about those people, you can. But it happens. I, okay, I, I mean, I, I won't deny that it happens. I, I I feel bad for a grown-up that feels like they're being bullied at work. Like, oh, wait a minute, that's me. I, 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 oh, wait a minute, I completely forgot, that's me. One of the other things, uh, slow drivers, which is definitely on my list of hating, and uh, mosquitoes is one of the big ones. Now, you got to understand, only 200,000 people on the end. Right. So it's going to be hyper-defined by, the, by the, like these very common things. Like, what do you, like, okay, what do you hate? I mean, I'm genuinely trying to come up with, like, I mean, I guess bad drivers. I hate bad drivers. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be like, 
I hate I hate small mindedness. I hate clo- I closed off people. I I, I I'm unwilling not- to accept new thought. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to like. Yeah, I hate that too. But that's I, is that is that something that we build a relationship okay. on? Is that something that like? Uh, and I, I feel like that's too broad of an idea. I I mean I hate oh black olives. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate I hate you know hearing people chew. I hate things like that. But those are all such like. I don't know. In, in Arbitrary was the right. right word. Yeah, that was the right word. I, I, I hate, hate bad driving. Hate it. Makes me insane. But who's pro team bad driver? You know right. what I mean? Who's like, yeah, bad driving. Obviously, there's people out there who are terrible drivers. Maybe they don't realize it. They think they're a great driver. But no. Yeah, everybody does. Right. Everybody. Everybody's cussing out a bad driver. Yeah. Honestly, driving is like the I don't see color. It's like exactly. you, you think you're a good driver, but you're not. Yeah. And, and it's probably me, too. I'll tell you one of my biggest pet peeves in life, and I hate it is the sound of a ringing telephone makes me absolutely crazy. Really? Crazy. I Like, if I'm in a house and the phone's ringing and nobody goes and answers that phone, makes me nuts. I absolutely hate the sound of a ringing telephone. Makes me crazy. And so, like, but that's not enough to be like, let's get married. Right. Like, all right, well, now. But neither is, like, neither is both of you liking the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but people do that. You know what I mean? I did it. I did that. I've done that. Oh, we, we, you know, we both like Van Halen and 40 ounces. Well, then let's bang. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's always arbitrary. I'm not. I, yeah, dude, you're making me nuts. You're making me nuts. So something's happening. Yeah. We told you it would probably happen. But I, I dude, all right, so fine, I'll just pull the curtain all the way back. Connor and Floyd came together. They've agreed on terms. I think this is a bad look, and I'll tell you why next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You hear people say all the time, shop local, shop local, shop local. And I would agree. I love supporting local business. That's why I bank local. I switched to CSE Federal Credit Union when I moved down here. 100% local. Every member... And every board member, every employee lives right here, Stark County. All the decisions made right here. That's what I love that about that. They have a, I talk about this a lot, but uh, in my life, you have to do this. They have a change machine in all of their locations. Right. And I'm a member of the credit union, so I don't pay anything to use it. I just dump the change in there. I get a receipt, hand it to the teller. It goes right into my savings account. I love that. Now, non-members, you pay just 5%, which is far lower than what you'll pay at like, the grocery store change machine and all that. Yeah, what a hustle that grocery store change machine is. They're, ta- they're taking like 11 cents out of your dollar, and they already know you're broke. They right. know you don't have any money. You're not sitting there at the change machine because life's going well, and they're going to take 11 cents out of your dollar? That's right. Hustle. Also right now, online at CSEFCU.com is their balance transfer offer. We'll take some credit card debt of yours, put it on a CSE Visa card, lower the APR, pay it off. You're going to love it. Check them out, CSEFCU.com. All right, Fantone, I hate you because uh, uh, we were talking about things that we hate, and uh, I I had made mention that the sound of a ringing telephone makes me crazy, Yeah, and, well, your obsession with making me crazy led to this, right. And so now, online, people are sending me messages going, do you hate to read it? And just wrote the word ring, (laughs) ring, ring, ring. I don't know why it is. I don't, why do you guys like making me so mad? I don't know why that is. I don't know. What else do we have going on for four hours out of our day? I guess that's true, yeah. So I heard this yesterday. Connor McGregor, Floyd, uh, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. So Connor and Floyd have come together. Yeah. And apparently they have agreed two terms on a fight. 
And I thought that was interesting that these two, uh, that uh, no homo here, but came together on Valentine's Day, right? Okay. Seems, a little, seems, a little, seems a little strange. We knew that eventually terms would be agreed upon. Now, is this all 100% official? Like, has have they come out and say this? Because what I saw yesterday was very, like, according to reports and inside sources say. So I haven't seen that this is, like... I've seen enough... Okay, I have not seen Conor McGregor say it. I have not seen Floyd Mayweather say it. That's a fair point. But I have seen MMA sites that I trust not to go with he said, she said stuff. Like, Ariel Helwani was talking about this yesterday. That's the most trusted MMA reporter there is. As far as I know, there might be somebody else who who is better. I, I don't know. I read Ariel a lot. Um, Pretty good. So from what I understand, this has all been done. None of, But I will give you that the details not being like fully released is a little head-scratching. Yeah, that makes me very skeptical. To me, that seems like people wanted to uh, get some get some attention on their website or someone wanted some clicks, and, and this was an easy way to do it. But, I mean, I'm not an MMA dude. I, I, don't know, I don't know who any of the reporters are. I don't know how reputable any of them are. So, Well, I mean, Conor McGregor put on an Instagram post yesterday about coming to Vegas, and in the post it says, Floyd retired upon my arrival. So that's Connor kind of walking you down the path that this is going to be a thing. And I think we all knew this was going to be a thing. And I think it's a bad look. Now, I want you to understand what I mean by that. Am I going to rent the, the pay-per-view and watch it? For sure I am. Absolutely I am. And I know I, I can already hear you typing. I know it's going to make a lot of money. That doesn't always equal success all the way around. It'll make money. But if you're Dana White, I think you hate this fight. I think you hate it. I think, yes, he'll capitalize. Yes, he'll make money. But you got to remember, Dana White just made $400 million for selling the UFC. Like, that was his end. I think it was $300 million, plus he gets 19% of everything moving forward. Dana White's got more than enough money. What he doesn't have right now, I'll tell you what Dana White does not have right now, and that's MMA stars. You just don't. They are hemorrhaging attention, the UFC. Tell me who the star is. See, we here locally are going to say Stipe and we're going to say Cody No Love. I don't think they're at that Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, Anderson Silva. They're not there. They're just not there yet. Cody's going to get there in my estimation. I think that kid can really fight. I think he's charismatic enough and good with the mic skills, good with the Twitter. I think Cody will get there for sure. But Dana White is hemorrhaging stars right now. Ronda's pretty much done. And Amanda Nunes isn't going to be Ronda Rousey. America's not going to wrap their arms around a lesbian that they can't understand. Like, that's not going to happen. Now, understand what I said. I'm not saying it shouldn't. I'm saying I know our population and it won't happen. Amanda Nunes is a good fighter. But part of Ronda's appeal was is that a lot of dudes wanted to bang a chick that could beat them up. For sure. That was half the appeal to her. For sure. They don't have this. And so my point on why this is a bad look for Dana White is, excuse the pun here, but for the last three years, MMA has had boxing on the mat. And now what has to happen? Now you need boxing to kind of breathe life back into something that you're doing. 
I think it's a bad look for the UFC. You, D, Dana White, UFC would have to sign off on this, yes. right? Yeah. He's going to do it for the money. But I'm ultimately, I don't think it's good for the UFC brand. And let's be honest about what this is. Conor McGregor is going to get mopped up. It's not, Honestly, I think Floyd's going to have to toy with him to even make it competitive. Now, there is a video circulating online right now, and we'll get this posted for you, of Conor McGregor training in the boxing. And it's bad. And it's so bad that Chris Broussard actually said yesterday, I'll give him credit, Chris Broussard said, this video's so bad, it looks like he's trolling Floyd to make him fight him. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it is. Because, dude, this this boxing training video of Conor McGregor is bad. I mean, he looks awful. And maybe Chris is right about that. I don't know. But if you're Dana White, you have to hate this. You had boxing wrapped up and done, and now boxing has to come in and save the day. Um, uh, at least hear what I'm seeing on this ESPN report. Uh, Dana White texted ESPN's Brett Okamoto, Okamoto, sure. um, their ES or their MMA reporter that quote, "No deal is even close to being done." Um, and then yesterday, Mayweather on Instagram, uh, there seems to be several rumors floating around the media recently. However, let the record show there hasn't been any deals made in regards to a fight between myself and any other fighters. I am happily retired and enjoying life at this time. If any other changes are to come, be sure I will be the first to let the world know. I don't buy it. I, I think that's both sides. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then this fight's going to happen. Then he said, listen, Conor McGregor, if you really want to get this fight done, take care of your business with the UFC and then have your people get in touch with my people. Yeah, that's Floyd saying, I don't want Dana White involved, but that's not going to happen. It's impossible to happen yeah. without Dana White. Yeah, so da- I, I, I don't think this happens. Dana White has the contract to Conor McGregor. Yeah, I don't think this happens. This is a little bit of Conor trying to break away from the UFC because Dana White is a little Vince McMahon-ish. He wants money off of everything you do, not just getting into the ring. Because Dana feels, and he's right about it, that his blood, sweat, and tears gave you the platform to become a star, much like Vince. Well, but I mean, if McGregor is going to fight and he's under contract with UFC and fighting, it's not like it's not like McGregor's coming out with a cereal and Dana White's like, "Yo, give me a cut of that." He's going. He's to fighting. Fight. Fighting. Yeah. Right. It's it's apples to it's apples to green apples. There. You're right. It's kind of like yeah, you probably should have to give him the money. I just think it's a bad look for the UFC. You need boxing to save you. Nobody cares. And He's hemorrhaging stars right now. I love the UFC. I rent the fights. I watch, you know, fight night. I do all this stuff. I follow all the MMA reporters. I, I love the sport. But they are hemorrhaging stars right now. And attention. There's just not, there's not that next wave of star. It's not going to be Amanda Nunes. It's just not. We know that. It's not going to be Chris Cyborg. And she, Chris Cyborg came out and said, you know, Dana White won't promote me because, uh, because of the language I speak and I don't, you know, I don't speak English all that clearly. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, welcome to the real world. Like Dana White can't go door to door and make people like the way you sound. Like he can't, like he can't do that. I do not think that this is the first case of a woman, uh, a a female Hispanic uh, facing a language barrier and having that negatively affect her at work. I highly, highly doubt that's the case. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I, I think the fight. I think the fight happens, but I think it hurts the UFC long term. It'll be a spectacle. Everybody will go. It'll make a ton of money. But then six months later, most of the casual MMA fans are going to be like, well, what's the next like spectacle? And there isn't one because we're not pushing star. Like, There's no star in the UFC right now. They're kind of starless. And now your biggest brand outside of Ronda Rousey 
is now going to fight in a different format. That's why Dana White hates it. That's why he's standing in the way of this, is because he understands that what I'm saying is true, which is you're devaluing your own sport while giving your audience what they want. That's a tough spot to be in if you're Dana White. But I think the fight will, in fact, happen. Something else that this show had predicted would happen, and actually this was Fantone. i got to give credit where credit is due. But he said, when we made the announcement, he said, you watch, within a year and a half, they will switch back. And they have. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, you get your iHeartRadio Music Awards announcement on everybody who's playing. That Nikki Six will take over for a few minutes, give you the rundown. Bruno Mars already been announced. I can give you that one. Okay. And I will admit, I... Uh, I was a fan of his Prince rendition from the Grammys. I, uh, Bruno can entertain. I, uh, I haven't loved the, the last couple of singles of his, but I, I, he does have songs I like a, a great deal, and I won't be like, because I don't like one song, I won't be a hater and be like, Bruno Mars sucks. It's like, no, dude, he's wildly entertaining. I'll give him that. Maybe you should download that hater app, put Bruno Mars in there. Maybe I will. Maybe I will do it. So, buddy, I got to give you credit here. I'll take it. I don't know what it's for, no, but I'll I know take you it. will. No, I'll I, take it. I know you're big into it. Just shower me in it. Uh, but you had predicted this, okay? And it's happened, okay? Playboy bringing back the nudity. Ah, uh... Playboy bringing back the nudity, and soon, February 28th, uh, is when their March issue will hit the uh, newsstands, and it will have the nudity in it. Cooper Hefner. Is the son of Hugh? Jeez, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Hefner. Jeez, yeah, that's pretty. Jeez. That's pretty white bread. Yeah, it white is. people. What are we doing with our lives? It's just the worst. Cooper. He says here via Twitter, of course, on Monday, I'll be the first to admit that the way in which the magazine portrayed nudity was dated, but removing it entirely was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Their first non-nude issue was March of 2016, so this lasted all of about a year. Yeah, I remember we had uh, that that issue in here. I remember that yeah. was like a they thing. They sent it here. We yeah. looked at it. Not and very long. I had Not very long. Yeah. I had kind of made the argument at the time, I don't know, I think this might work in the sense that the magazine business is dying. You need to do yeah. something to reinvent yourself. And nudity, given the way we can view it, Online via Pornhub, X videos, YouPorn, all these sites. And I made the mistake of realizing that there are people out there that find nudity to be attractive, but pornography, like hardcore pornography, to be too far. Over the line, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you list those things, and those uh, that's, that is, it's a different... And now, I, you can get nude photos there as well, but it's not what they're in the business of. You no. kind of almost have to search for it. No, and I mean, honestly, that's probably a very small percentage of the business that they Would do agree on there. a daily yes. basis. So, I, uh, I, I, I view nudity... Essentially, as one of the cornerstones, if not the cornerstone of Playboy. I mean, I know there's people who are like, "Well, I read the articles," and that is true, dude. Playboy does have good articles. Like they do good throughout the good history articles. of time. They've ha- they've hired some of the best, like yes, the, some of the best writers in the business. But I would at, agree. At the end of the day, a vast majority cartoons were good. 
a vast majority, if not all, of Playboy subscribers, purchasers, vi- web visit, you know, viewers, or anything like that, they're going to be over the age of 18 already. It's not like you're pandering to like a PG-13 audience where it's like, oh, well, we could get them to buy this. Kids aren't going to buy magazines anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's not intended for that right, audience. Right, right. You know, a 13-year-old's so not going to. So don't it towards Or like them. a horror movie, yes, you can tone down to make it 13-year-old PG-13 acceptable because at that point you're opening up an entire, you know, new new audience. But, you need a wider net. But with 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 a, with a with a magazine like Playboy, what are you gaining out of that? Nothing. I mean, and obviously they didn't when they didn't even they didn't even. Stand I mean, it didn't last a year. a year. I mean, if it do, if something doesn't last a year, you're not successful at it. And I I think uh, th- this was obviously a knee jerk reaction last year to do this over you know uh, slumping in sales. Right. But I think you're just seeing that's the magazine business. Like I watched. Uh, uh, what is it called? Drunk, drunk stone, and brilliantly dead, or whatever. And right. It was all about um, National Lampoon, Lampoon, right? National Lampoon. And in there, they talk about how people used to define themselves by the magazines they read. And if you read National Lampoon, you were kind of considered to be like on the cutting edge of like you know what was funny, and the, you, you were you know you were you know a trendsetter and the like. And I think Playboy was, again, one of those magazines that people define themselves by what they read. And we don't do that anymore. No, I mean, but the thing is, is we, I, I believe we still do. It's just we do it via different medium. Digital now. mediums. And yeah, I agree. And, 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 and that, just like every other you know, business, and I mean, whether it's print, whether it's radio, whether it's TV, I mean, that is the challenge of like, well, how do you incorporate your cores, your, you know, your brand and put that into this new era? Now, Playboy.com has been without nudity for a while. Which makes no sense to me. If you're gonna if you're gonna cut the, the nudity, website? yeah, yeah that's I mean crazy. if you're gonna cut the nudity, I think you'd leave it in the website. Um, but that's the challenge. Is like, well, how do you transfer you know what was success in the print business into into the digital industry? And obviously, radio has its own challenges there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We as a company have faced that, and luckily we haven't in, had to had to include nudity in it. But like, of course, I think that's every brand. They, they, I guess they had a Playboy Go app that was 100% nudity free too. Weird. <laughs> yeah, and digitally give me the nudity. Now, because here's the truth is at the end of the day, now, at least for me more than ever, but I don't know about society, but like I read more articles now. I do more things now. There's hot chicks everywhere. Like Instagram is like built on that. So the, the want for like news and comedy writing and, and all these things still exist in hot chicks. Like all, uh, dude, those are, those are, those are. You would think a collection of all of it in one place would be great. Right, and I don't understand why Playboy can't get to that point. Do you, I don't know if I agree with Cooper Hep. Now, he's got uh, obviously more, you know, better knowledge on, on his business than I will have on it, but was the way Playboy was showing nudity dated? I mean, because I, they always got credit Playboy did for not being Hustler, right? And not being right. like, right. you know, Club Magazine. They were, it, it, was always, it was always considered to be more artistic. Would that have been the smart move a year ago, though? Would that have been the, maybe not going into full throttle, like, penetration? Don't or want like, that. Right, but at least going maybe a little bit more graphic than Risque? just, than, yeah, than, hey, here's me naked, maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, titillation there would be the, the way to go. Like they like Playboy doesn't show women like uh, this sounds awful, but they don't show women touching themselves. Yeah, there's no penetration. There's, there's no, no anything th- like that. It's it's not like necessarily sex driven. It's derived because there's a naked woman, and let's be honest, naked women are beautiful. Once upon a time, that was enough. But dudes, I feel like nowadays, foot's are on like, the pedal now. Right, 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 right. Foot's on the pedal. Right. 
Yeah, I, uh, so they're bringing the nudity back. And again, I think much like the non-nudity issue, that sold like crazy because people wanted to see it. Right. This issue will sell like crazy because the nudity's back. And three months in, I think you're going to be right back where you were. Could a Playboy get it done for you? A magazine full of women that you find attractive and naked. Do you feel like you could get it done there? I know I could. I could for sure. Yeah, I could still still photo it. All I mean, right. I will. Dudes uh, out there right now are like, I couldn't do it. Oh, that's crazy. I, I, that's honestly that's indicative of a problem. Like if if you can only masturbate over one form of of stimulation, that's an issue. And especially, I mean, dude, you consider most dudes are probably like, no, I have such a a a, a or such a. You that's going to lead to erectile dysfunction. I can I can only watch Japanese and 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 you know like yeah, that's you're right. getting, you're getting too too specific. And what's going to end up happening? You're going to have sexual dysfunction when you try to have sex with an actual person. Women, Good that luck. You, women that you find attractive, that should be enough. I mean, that should be enough. Yeah, a lot of times I just use. Some of the own, some of the photos that are have been sent to me by people I know. Like sometimes I'll just do that. I actually sometimes like that better because it's reality. Stansberry's own personal Playboy, right? Well, because what it is is like I I can buy into like like sometimes, dude. I know Jane James is never going to bang me. I could be no. I, I could show up to Jane James' house with a fistful of hundred dollar bills. She's going to laugh at me, smack me in the face, and send me out of there. Maybe like a truck full of hundred dollar bills. Okay, probably. well I don't have those. Okay, I don't have that. So essentially, I know Jane James is never going to bang me. And so part of like the pornography thing is is like I can't sell myself this lie anymore. Like I've gotten to the point where like logic has taken over. Jeez, what a terrible place to be. Stansberry firing up Pornhub and just thinking like my penis doesn't look anything like that. Dude, I almost tweeted out at eight o'clock last night. <laughs> Four more hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it, it's it's one of those things because like, if those of you that don't know I have like this anti-masturbation like rule on holidays I think it's sad I do well, especially on Valentine's Day I yeah. find it to be pathetic if you masturbated to porn yesterday that's pathetic I really do I believe that and so like but then I it's like telling your kids not to eat cookies like all they want is cookies then like I probably wouldn't have done it yesterday anyway but since I know that I'm not supposed to I was like on edge like on the even on the golf course I was like am I gonna be able to go home and not Make it and then make it all day. Stansbury sets his alarm twelve oh one, February fifteenth. First thing I did when I woke up. That's why I was late. Kidding, kidding. Obviously. Oh, buddy, I got uh, I got some interesting news. Okay. Um, surrounding your Canton Charge and the D League as a whole. I have news on that, and I want to give it to you next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock one oh six nine. Renee writes in, not a hater, says, have you guys ever talked about doing a talk-only show? I can listen to music the rest of the day. I hear you. We've been on this for a while now. We're working towards it. This is one of those things where my boss is actually pretty good with us. I think the national average is six songs for most morning shows that still have music in it. Ours is three. It's uh, it's so half the national average. Um, I've chosen not to have this be one of the things I'm super mad about. I appreciate the passion, Renee, and I believe you will see that happen. Um, but they uh, they told us that when they hired us, they, they wanted to do a little bit of a slower evolution of it. And I agreed to it then, so I can't pretend that I didn't do that and, you know, be all mad about it now. I, uh, I'd like to pick and choose my battles. I know it doesn't always sound like it, but I do, but I, I do like to do that. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll make the uh, iHeartRadio announcement. Actually, they don't trust us to do that. No. They, uh, they actually get Nikki Six to do that. Right. 
But you know what, dude? Nikki's well compensated. You know what I mean? Have him wake up in the morning and read it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the people at Canton probably would rather hear Nikki Six than me and you. Like, oh, yeah, the iHeartRadio Music Award Program Pool Party Fest. Yeah, but Nikki's not going to tell you who the gangbang is this year. That's true. Only we'll do That's that. That's true. I tell you, I dude, I could, oh, I'll tell you after we make the announcement who my vote would be. Okay. Oof. Can't wait. Nine o'clock, we'll do that. I got good news for you, buddy. Uh, you're a big uh, basketball fan. You also yes, kind of uh, well work for the Canton Charge. Indeed, I do. As you're a, a in-arena host for the Canton Charge. I am. Dude, I got good news for the D-League. Let's hear it. Um, a major company is pumping money into the NBA D-League, and that's fantastic. And not only did they get like a league sponsor, but they got the right sponsor. Like It's one thing to get a sponsor for something. But if it was the Kotex D-League, right. that's a that's an issue. Right. If it was the top-shelf bar D-League, that would be a serious problem. Nobody wants to be associated with things like that. I get it. Still carrying some anger oh, on that one, are you? Never going to let that one go, buddy. St- still carrying that one, huh? Still, still carrying the anger over Whatever, that one. At least I could pay my car note back then. Jeez, jeez, jeez! Back to the back to the program here, bro. Yeah, I gotta tell All you, right. I gotta stop. Back to the, back I, I gotta to the stop program. you there. All right, so the. <laughs> Have you heard about the NBA D League? Here we go. Dear God. So the NBA D League has got a major sponsor, yeah. and they got the right one. This is Gatorade, and Gatorade. So now the D League will now be known as the NBA G League, and I love it. I think uh, let's be honest, okay? If you're a young black point guard and somebody tells you, "Yo, bro, you're going to be in the G League," I don't think that they're going to hate that, right? That's kind of like a term of affection. Oh, the seventh letter for sure. In I the, mean, <laughs> yeah. In, in the hip hop community, I think it'll help sell the guys on, like, you know what, dude? I'm in the G League. I like the G League. Now, now, at the end of the day, do I think this is a good marriage? Yes, of course I do. Yeah, Gatorade and sports go hand in hand. As, as a huge fan of the NBA D-League as, I guess, an employee of the NBA D-League. I, yeah. I, I think this is a an absolutely fantastic Home marriage. run hit. The only thing I will say is I don't know if I'm thrilled on the NBA G-League. I would like to call it the NBA D-League powered by Gatorade. If I'm going to be honest, I just feel like that number one is a a a a, a more appropriate uh, like portrayal of what you're going to have there. It's not like like the G League is what I would call that that Ice Cube three on three basketball league with Allen Iverson and Chauncey Billups and and and, and all those that dudes. which is going to be cool, right? And that would that be, will be that cool. Would, the G League, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you, that is a better name for that. Powered by Gatorade, it just makes sense to me because at that point you're including Gatorade. If you just keep calling it the G League, Gatorade doesn't necessarily get credit for that. If you say the D League powered by Gatorade every time. Yeah, but I think they're trying to get away from the D, the development tag because it may send messages to the fan bases of, oh, these guys still have to get good at this. Well, I mean, are you going to stop calling it the minors? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. They, they, yeah, it's a developmental league, and I mean, it, it that's is what, what it, they are. It is what it is. You got to know what the expectations are. And tickets are eight bucks. That's for exactly. Sake. That's why you tickets I mean? are eight bucks, and that's why you know. I, I mean, listen. I like I said. I think it's a great idea. Um, the NBA, the right partnership. The, the NBA, the logo league, is great. What they, uh, what they've been able to accomplish in the past year of not only adding additional teams to the league, um, but players next year are going to be eligible to make more money. Therefore, there's going to be more quality guys in the D league as opposed to going over to China because. 
that's what people are facing right now is a lot of these players who are like, damn, dude, I'm close to the NBA, but I just can't get over right now. A lot of those dudes end up playing basketball in Europe or Asia right, or, or right, right. somewhere else in the world where they get paid more than what they do in the D League. And it's like, well, if you want to if you want to be as close as you can to the NBA, the D League's the answer. But dudes are like, well, I can make more money if I play in Israel. Oh, so why wouldn't I go there? So now that they're able to pay them more money, now that they have a big corporate sponsor who's going to be able to like add production value and things like that, it's great news for the Canton Charge basketball like club. It, it, it is. I think it's just good for the league overall. Like now you got like an official sponsor and like a real one. This isn't like Barry's Auto Mart. Like right, this is like right, Gatorade, like right. the sports like you know thing. And I think it just lends legitimacy to the league as a whole. Deputy Commissioner Chief Operating Officer Mark Tatum sees it as a groundbreaking way to maximize the synergy that already existed between the two institutions that have been doing business together since 1986. He says here we uh, what we started talking about was a true partnership and how we could leverage Gatorade's sports science expertise to be able to enhance the performance, the encore performance of our athletes in the D League. And I think it will do that. Jeez. I, uh, it's going to enhance the encore performance. They were drinking Gatorade before. I mean, like, I get it. You got to give them the line of, like, Gatorade is going to make you a better athlete. Well, it makes you jump higher. Um, but Electrolytes. At, at the end of the day, if there's going to Cures be. hangovers. If there's going to be. Let's be honest, NBA D Leaguers need that. More production value, more money, more. Dude, it's all it's all good for a, a basketball. Yeah, I, 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 when I saw it, because. I would expect like Gatorade to be like the official sponsor of the NBA. When I saw them willing to be like the official sponsor of this, like I said, this is a legitimate brand that is known the sports world round. And I, I thought this was a really good get for them to have. And it, since we have a, a team here, I loved that. And we've talked about it in the past in the concept of developmental leagues and when it comes to the NFL and how we think Canton should, would be a perfect place for that. The fact that Gatorade and other big corporate sponsors are buying into that concept of a developmental league. Smaller market stuff, right? Yes. It, it, it certainly helps. I love it. it. It helps the argument of, well, dude, let's bring a football team to Canton. Let's do that. Uh, Canton Charge basketball returns to the Civic Center on the twenty fourth. My next game, though, is Sunday the twenty sixth. Though, so if anybody's uh, curious, next time I'll be taking the court. And we'll probably have tickets for that to Oh, for sure we will. And uh, I've also gotten some uh, some rumors, some interest, some speculation of like, hey, do you guys want to do a Stansberry show night at the Canton Charge? And I said, of course we do. So we'll uh we'll we'll try to we'll try to push that that. that oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to hear somebody in this building tell me how that's a bad idea. <laughs> nope, Stansberry, you can't do oh, it. Oh, I can't wait to be told. Pfft, no, screw it! Don't want to do it. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to find out why that's a bad idea. Hashtag charge up. Tickets available right now. You guys trying to pick up? We're a little unhappy. <laughs> is that? Is, have we made it clear? Everybody got it. All right, good. Turns out Tennessee might be the new Florida. We'll tell you why next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Well, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Let's fix some of your credit card debt. Let's head over to uh, CSCFCU.com. That's the website for CSC Federal Credit Union. And they're on a mission. To get a bunch of us here in Stark County debt-free. So we're going to take all of your credit card debt, move it over to a CSE Visa card, much lower APR on that. You'll get it paid off faster. Get out of your credit card debt. Credit score turns around. You can start buying stuff. Maybe loan me a couple of bucks. That wouldn't be the worst. And, of course, CSE, your 100% local banking institution. Find their locations via their website, csefcu.com. And that balance transfer offer good until the 30th. Take advantage of it now, though, dude. Why yeah. would you pay another six weeks? I'm sorry, April, yeah, interest? April 30th. Yeah. Right. Oh, geez, dude, dude, no, go today. You don't have anything going on. Check them out online, csefcu.com.
So Tennessee, I think, is uh, is doing something that's very Florida-esque here. Okay. The state. Okay. And I've been pretty vocal about my distaste for protesting and taking over city streets and blocking roadways. I don't like it. Okay? I don't. I understand it's your American right. I understand that if you do it, you know, peacefully, that that it's, you know, it's the most American thing you can do. Although I don't think so. But that's, you know, fine. All right? I find it to be annoying, but you are allowed to do it. But now in Tennessee, this is crazy. They, they, a bill was filed at the Tennessee General Assembly. And listen, this is crazy. It would make drivers exempt from any civil responsibility if they hit a protester with their car. That's crazy. You see that all the time on Facebook. Run them over. Mow them over. No. Just like they shouldn't be in the street blocking the road, you shouldn't be running them over. Right? I mean, like, no real, logical, intelligent person thinks it's okay to hit another person with a car, right? No, and uh, hopefully that's not really at the core of this argument here. I would hope that this is more in the sense of... All right, hey, we're going to go start a protest. And you know what? We're going to go do it on 77, and we're going to go underneath the Hall of Fame bridge, and we're all going to stand there and hold hands across the entire 77, and that way nobody can get past, and then everyone's going to talk about whatever we want them to talk about. They're going to care. So that's the idea. If they, you know, whoever these hypothetical people are, do go out onto 77 and go hands across America just over 77, and somebody does hit them because they're driving down 77 with no intentions or knowledge that this is happening. An accidental thing. An accidental thing. And if that's the case, then you know what? I agree with this. I genuinely do. I never thought of that. Because if I'm just driving and I happen to hit somebody, and God God forbid that you do, but if you happen to hit somebody, that you you, you as it's a, a driver. Loophole, right? Yeah. I mean, and there has there has to be some there's a lot of gray area in this. And again, we don't have the specifics of but the bill. But if you as a driver, uh, you have a reasonable amount of expectation that 77, that freeways and things like that are going to be free of major obstructions. Now, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to make sure that you don't hit anything with your car. Right. Because let's be real, if there's if a couch falls off of some dude's truck and I'm driving down 77, I need to be a good enough driver to make sure that I don't hit that car. So there is an argument there of like, well, you as the driver take full responsibility of what your automobile does. And that's that's part of having a driver's license. But if you were to hit somebody by accident, I feel like there should should be at least some level of protection here. Apparently, uh, late last month, demonstrators uh, protesting the uh, the travel ban said that a driver plowed through a line of safety workers in orange vests. Listen to this. Five or six protesters were on the hood of an SUV. Jesus. Nashville police uh, Captain Greg Blair told the Tennessean newspaper there, the driver drove about 100 feet to a Tiger Mart. I'm assuming that's like, you know, yeah. like 7-Eleven or whatever. Right. I, uh, but, I mean, this is crazy. Here's why I don't like it. Okay? You bring up excellent points, and I didn't think about it that way, but... Outside of Tennessee, you know how word travels. Oh, man, did you realize they're passing a bill that says you can hit them with their car? And now this won't be Tennessee. It'll be some dick in Iowa that just gets in his 77 whatever, the thing the thing that barely runs. But don't worry, we're going to make America great again, so his factory job's coming back tomorrow, right. and he'll be able to afford a car. Right. It's just going to mow into a line of people and go, well, what? They said I'm allowed. Like That's what's going to happen. And what you're, th- what you're saying to yourself in your car right now is, well, that's crazy. Like You can't do that. That's fine, but... 
but that line of people are still dead underneath the tires of that idiot's car. Now, what I'm going to say about that is I do think there's people out there who think that that should be the case and that you should be able to just go ahead and hit them. That's you, nuts. Throwing, but but it's, it's real. I mean, <laughs> you'd, you'd like to think, well... I want to yell at them. I want to tell them to go back to work and do all that stuff, but you can't murder them. You'd like to think that, like, well, that's just people online kind of letting their emotions get the best of them. But no, I genuinely believe there's people out there who are like, no, hit them with your car. It doesn't matter. You're putting yourself out on the road. That's crazy. And, you know, obviously, it's it's something that I understand the inconvenience. And to a point, that's the point of why protesters go to the streets is to cause that inconvenience. Their point is you're not going to think about it until they inconvenience you. Until it inconveniences you. you. Now, I understand that there's legit gripe when it comes to, hey, I'm just trying to get to this job interview on time. And, hey, I'm just trying to uh, get to the hospital or or there's there's real and valid points there. Um, But the answer to that problem, the answer to that can't be, well, we're just going to start hitting people with our cars. Just mow them down. I mean, dude, this is, these were adults that like filed this like legitimately. Like this is. And you have to keep in perspective, what? too. I mean, especially with like, and now obviously there's different kinds of protests. There's different kinds. And obviously, and again, riot, I find the protesting to be wildly annoying. Right. Situations are different. I mean, a gathering of people. But like, there's plenty of examples of like that women's march where where paperwork was properly filed and like you can't you can't just start driving through Cleveland or, or, or whatever like like during the cabs parade there's going to be times when like hey we have the right to do this not only the right but we've done the proper paperwork we've supported you know, the proper you know right. the, 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 and, and, and just because you don't agree with a cause that certainly or, well, or, the, or the execution of a cause people, certainly doesn't give you right to hit somebody with your goddamn car the people complaining about the DC thing with the women have never been to DC like there is literally a marching protest in Washington, D.C., 365 days out of 365 days. There are just certain towns where that's a thing, and obviously our nation's capital is one of them. Somebody's always got a gripe against what the country's doing. There's always something like that going on there. They've had this since way before uh, the online community. And I, I don't know. Yes, uh, of, of course. I mean, D.C. has dealt with that in a way There's that There's a protest outside the White don't. House every day. And, I mean, I, I, like I said, I understand the, the complaints against it, but you can't you can't hit people with your cars. No, you can't. No, it's you can't. I'm one of these guys. I find it to be annoying. I wish they would all go back to work or get in their house or all that other stuff that people say online. I'm one of those. And but you can't hit them with the car. I mean that's terrible. Like you, you like I just I like okay again. This is somewhat local. So there's a dude in Steubenville apparently that like raped this girl and he's not like on the loose, right? Jesus. Now. I advocate find that dude and you prosecute him to the full extent of the law. Sure. But go read the comments. The comments are, stomp his head in the ground, rip his head off. And it's like, dude, your bloodlust for violence being the answer is legitimately, well, maybe not with the child rape thing, but with like the protesting thing, your bloodlust for the violence against those people protesting is way worse than what they're doing. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the crime, we all go to bloodlust because I'm a good person. Look at me. I'm so vehemently against this concept. I'm so angry at what this guy did that I go to violence with it. And I mean, I understand the anger. There's obviously, you know, a lot of anger that goes around in a situation like that. But I mean, it's it's you can't you, you can't let emotion be the ruler of your life. You can't let I, I'm pissed at something. Therefore, no. I'm, I'm I've had to, to learn that lesson. It's I'm, hard. I'm going to start hitting people with my cars. I always think it's funny, too. And I mean, we're sitting here, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks after MLK Day. And it's like, well, would you have hit him with your car? You hitting a Martin Luther King Jr. with your car? Oh, I think the people that want to hit people today were absolutely Jesus, the same dude. kind of people that would have wanted to hit Martin Luther King with their car. For sure. Jesus, dude. Yeah, because some of it's the ideology. 
Some of it's not, you know what I mean? Some of it is that. The dude was on streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. MLK was marching on streets, and we all just took a day off for him, and now yeah. it's like, well, you can hit this one with your car. Dude, they made a whole movie about Selma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they made a whole movie about Now, Heather tweets this in, and this is an interesting point. She says, I think the point of this bill is to, is to deter protesters from gathering in the roadways in the first place. Maybe if they know that this bill's kind of on the thing, they'll stop doing it. Heather, that's a great point. I will play devil's advocate to it, though, and say, I think they're going to double down. I think they're going to go, oh, yeah, you want to hit us with your car? Look, guys, they think they now think they can hit us with cars, and they're, it's going to make yeah. more people go out there. I think. I could, be, I could be wrong there, but I think what you'll have is you'll have people looking to double down, but that was an excellent point. Heather, bringing up excellent points and just proving once again that this show needs a phone screener in a bad way. I do have an interesting quote here from Tom Brady. I want to examine that. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. We have a uh, pair of Sammy Hagar tickets. That's going to be June 24th, I believe, at the Hard Rock Roxino. Red Rocker. That's right. 8.45 will do those. And uh, also 9 o'clock is when you get your full-blown announcement on the iHeartRadio Music Awards. We'll give you, uh, well, Nikki Six actually, will take over for a little while, and right. uh, he'll, he'll give you the entire rundown of performers. I already know Bruno Mars has been announced. That one you're allowed to know. And a few others there, as uh, we always tell you via iHeart uh, Media, with this company loves telling you, no opening acts on that show, all headliners, no filler, all killer. So we'll give you the announcement nine o'clock. What about the bands that play first? Those are the opening acts, right? No, no. 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 Right. What about the bands that play outside and side stage outside? No, those, that, those are headliners that, those too, are, idiots. Those, those are headliners too, future headliners. There, there maybe. you go. Maybe that's how that works. Uh, you would not believe the hate that I'm receiving for suggesting that people should not hit people with cars. Like, dude, I can't believe how many people are gearing up and uh, now screaming at me via like uh, social media about how, what do you mean? You're an idiot. I should totally be able to hit people with my car. Told you so. I, I, dude, it's crazy. I, I, I guess I didn't know that. I, I wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we come together on that one. I hate protesting. I find it to be wildly annoying. But at the end of the day, they deserve to go home at the end of the night, protesters do. Like, you don't just get to mow people over. No. Hey, I disagree with you. You die. That's, that's a, the punishment. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You inconvenience me. I'm going to kill you. So one of these sports stories that's all over the news right now is like athletes going to the White House or not going to the White House right. for, you know, after you win a title. Right. And... Uh, you know, I, again, let me state where I'm at on this. I believe if you get invited by the president, no matter what your politics are, that you put a suit on, you go, you shake his hand, and it's kind of one of those things that you do. I, I would do it, okay? No matter what my politics were, no matter who the guy running the country was, I would be like, you know what? I've been invited by the office of the president to be acknowledged for being amazing at what it is I do. I'm going to go and do that. There's a little bit. It's not just the president, whoever that individual is, acknowledging it's you. Is. It's right. The country acknowledging mm-hmm. you. And, 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 and there's so, there's something to be You're celebrated. You're making it too there. much about the guy running the country, not enough about the country, I think. I understand that people are going to have their, their opinions, and certainly it's your prerogative as an athlete to make that decision. But I agree that you should go s- shake the president's hand. I would you do should. it. I, that's just, you know what I mean? But everybody's got their, the, you have the right to do what you want. So now Tom Brady has to come out and talk about this. Because he did not go see Obama correct? when they had won. And now people are asking him about how his players, some of his players aren't going to go over their politics. Brady says here, every this is uh, via Pro Football Talk Live, says everybody has their own choice. 
there are certain years, like a couple of years ago, I wanted to go and didn't get the opportunity based on a schedule. Lie. That's Liar. a that's a lie. lie. You're Tom Brady. You're Tom Brady. There's a private plane waiting for you to take you anywhere you want. There's uh, fine. You had a vacation scheduled. Move it around. Well, what can't you reschedule, right. as Tom Brady? Now, John Q. Public. Oh, well, I already bought the plane tickets. We're going to Florida. I made the reservation. Sorry, right. I can't make it. Well, yeah, of course the you third can't. string punter can tell me that. Tom eh. Brady doesn't get to tell me that. You're a pro football player, dude. Right. You make millions of dollars a year. You can move. Oh. You can move plans to Kalahari. You can. You can move that around. Brady claiming that his. His move to not go see Obama was not politically based. That is a flat-out lie. Why lie? I also heard somebody say, Eric Mangini said on TV yesterday, well, Brady has to go this year because if he doesn't, it'll be a big deal. Because Donald Trump's president, everything will be a big deal if he doesn't go. What? Why would that? I don't understand why that makes it a bigger deal. I don't know why it wasn't a bigger deal that he didn't go see Obama. Is it because he's Tom Brady and he's so good that you can't penetrate that that greatness? Kind of like how Michael can do whatever he wants and nobody cares because, well, it's Michael and we have the highlight reel and he's so good that nothing can, nothing can break that barrier. I think Brady might be that good where things don't break that barrier. His decision not to go to the White House was obviously politically motivated, and his decision to go this year is obviously politically motivated. Like, don't... Don't back off of that. Like, if you're going to make the decision, right, if you're going to make the decision that I'm not going to go, own that, dude. Put your name on it and own it. Own it. it. Like, he was very vocal about his politics in 04. Very vocal. He has since now started to pull back and not talk as openly as much and this and that because he realizes it hurts hurts his brand a lot now. But he's obviously going to go see Donald Trump for this because they're personally friends. And I maintain he believes in Donald Trump's politics. I bu- I maintain that. I said over the Make America Great hat in the locker. If it was if my buddy was running for president and I didn't support his politics, but I wanted to not, I wanted it not to be a story that I totally disagree with him, I would have put a Trump National Doral hat in my locker. One of his Trump golf courses. Because that's how you and Donald Trump are friends, Brady. You play golf together. So that's a different thing versus here's the political statement from this guy and no, but those aren't my politics. I almost used a word you're not allowed to use. You're an effing liar, Tom Brady. You're a liar. You're the greatest quarterback ever. Can't be denied anymore, but you're a liar. Wasn't about my politics. Own it, dude. Own it's it. a really great experience, Brady said. Putting politics aside, it was never a political thing. At least it never was to me. You're a liar. You hated Obama's politics. You hated him because you're rich, and Obama wanted to give all your money away. At least that was the perception by the other side. So he hated it. So, again, I want everybody to hear what I'm saying. You can go, you cannot go. That's your right. I think you should go. No matter who you are, no matter what's going on, you go. You never know. I know that it's a gripping grin and that at the end of the day, nothing gets done in that meeting. But how do you know that isn't there? Well, there's no possibility to strike up a rapport with him without ever meeting him. There's no way to do that. And let's be honest, Brady, it was a scheduling conflict. I mean, Tom Brady's on the list of people that could pick up the phone, dial, and get a meeting at the White House anytime he wants, right? Like, LeBron's on that list. Brady's probably on that list. LBJ ain't on that list, dude. Trump's not meeting with LeBron. Oh, I I bet that that's not true. I bet if LeBron really wanted a meeting, a one-on-one meeting, he could dial the phone and get a meeting. Yeah, it would be too big of a story if Trump turned it down. 
What I'm saying is there's power influence in this country. There's privilege in this country the, the more power and money you have. LeBron and Brady are powerful, rich dudes. If you really wanted an audience, if you wanted to make up for it, you could have went. Wasn't a political move. Dude, I've been saying saying this about these athletes and about these celebrities. Stop pretending you know who they are. They're all lying to you to protect their money. If you were, dude, if celebrities had the money they had without the public eye, they'd all be Republicans. Celebrity is what makes you be like, well, I better start giving some of this away. Otherwise, I look impolite. If they had that money due to business and you didn't know their names, <laughs> you think that money would be donated anywhere? The answer is no. We have proof of that. The public eye is what makes you have to be nice, especially now. Quit pretending you know who these dudes are. Just enjoy Sunday football games. I'm going to quit if he doesn't eat the same Doritos I eat or if he doesn't believe in this. I'm not watching. Nobody agrees with everything you think. Nobody. Stop depicting whether or not you enjoy things on what people's beliefs are. I don't care what Tom Brady's politics are. He can throw a ball 40 yards into the smallest window on earth. That's impressive. I'm going to watch it. It's ridiculous. But also coming out, it wasn't a political decision. Really? Come on. I can't even believe he was able to say that with a straight face. What a joke. We do have those Sammy Hagar tickets. That's June 24th, Hard Rock Roxino. You'll have them next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just mere minutes away from uh, Sammy Hagar tickets, June 24th. That show, Hard Rock Roxino. The Red Rocker coming to town. We'll pass those out just a couple of minutes from right now. Also, 9 o'clock is when you get your full lineup for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Nikki Six will uh, break into the program. It's what's in the business known as a roadblock announcement. Yeah. Where he kind of like takes over and gives you all the info there. Is he coming in live in the studio? Do I have to get out of the way? Or nah, no? I don't I don't think I don't I, I bet I bet Nikki Six couldn't pick Canton out on a map. Would be my guess. I don't know, maybe. He He's, might show up, dude. In Ohio a million times. Who knows? So I'm getting now the, all the what ifs on, on hitting protesters with the car because we talked Jeez. about this bill out of Tennessee where they're where they're kind of you know uh, I guess trying to make it legal to hit a protester with your car, and uh, you know I'm getting all the what ifs. Well, what if this or what if that? Like, what if my wife's in the car and there's there's a medical emergency? Okay, I'm telling you right now, if you got a pregnant wife in your car and you speed, that cop is still going to give you a ticket. Now some may let you off. But cops still going to give you a ticket. Well, but if you have a medical emergency and there's a little old lady crossing the street and it's taking too long, you can't hit her with your car, right? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if there's a car broken down in front of you, you can't. I'll make it easier. Hitting car. I'll make it easier than that, right? This whole argument is built on you're not letting me go to work, right? It's you're making it harder for me to go to work. Okay, and I agree with you. I want people to be able to have, although, you know what, let's be honest, uh, traffic actually helps me. (laughs) So the more traffic you guys hit, it actually helps me. But ultimately, I don't want you to be that annoyed with your life. Okay? But we live in Ohio. And I say this because we're the orange barrel state. You're just going to start mowing over construction dudes? They make you late to work all the time. I mean, by your logic, human life doesn't matter as long as you're going to be late. Like, 
I, I hate protesters. I find them to be wildly annoying. But they should get to live. Like, you should get to live. Yeah, the, the punishment for annoyance is not death by all. You want to make it an arrestable offense? I'm with you on that. Okay, I'm with you on that. But you, these what ifs that I'm reading online, you guys are crazy. You're still now. Look, you may go to court and you may find a sympathetic jury who might let you off. I'm not going to argue that you may run into that. But are you going to be charged with a crime no matter what's happening in your car, no matter what's going on with your life? If you hit somebody, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Unless this bill passes, which I don't think it will. What about like funerals? Like how many times you drive in somewhere and a funeral procession like pulls out in front of you and you're like, God damn it. Now I got to sit here for another five minutes. It's like road rage. Like, is that okay? Is it okay if somebody makes you mad in the car to yank him out of the car and beat him in the middle of the street? Now, right now you're saying, well, of course not. But if that's not okay, then how is hitting somebody with a vehicle all right? As a matter of fact, they already have a term for it. I believe it's vehicular homicide. I believe it's the actual. There's already a name of the thing you're not allowed to do. Not allowed to do it. I do have good news, okay? And I feel like I, I feel like the media and radio and all that stuff doesn't do enough of this. No, it doesn't. And guys, I got data now that flies in the face of everything everybody has told me about Canton, Ohio, since I moved here. Yeah, a little bit of science. I have data. Doctor Stansberry breaking down the numbers. All right, what this is, is it? out of the Canton repository, and this fake is fake news. <laughs> fake. This is actually last week's paper, but it was still laying around uh, the radio station, and I I read something on the front page. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't known that. So I looked into this a little bit more. Where is this? I wanted to make sure I had this right. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Even though downtown Canton has a considerably lower crime rate than other areas of the city, we've been preaching this to you since since this show came on the air here. There's an inherent fear of downtown Canton that so is scary. that is wildly, wildly unwarranted. It's so dangerous. It, dude, it's like the Wild West down there. People are just getting murdered. Dude, those neighborhoods up behind Altman, I think, are more dangerous than downtown. Oh, well, dude, you start talking about neighborhoods. And there's Concentrated living. There's going to be areas of any city where the neighborhoods are the worst part. For sure, dude. I mean, yes. you get out of downtown and, 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 and you go down Shorb a little bit. Yeah, those neighborhoods back there are for sure worse than downtown. So now, going with the $9.5 million investment into Market Square, which is awesome, I love that idea, and a project to connect downtown with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which it is, I I believe that is something that's kind of necessary. Linking those two things together easier, finding a path, and um, doing things together, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and downtown, I like that idea. I think making those two things come together is a good idea. I'm behind that. But now... They are adding, I believe, is this going to be five more like surveillance cameras to downtown? And it's basically all the big intersections. This is Market and Tusk. This is Fourth and uh, and uh, Market, I believe, right there, which is like basically the edge of like the Arts District right there. So we're going to get even more safer, even though statistically downtown Canton safer than the rest of the city. I've been saying this forever, and I've been saying this since I moved here. I find that the people who tell me Canton is really dangerous, I ask them, where, where else have you lived? And the answer is, well, here, 
Maslin. I lived in Alliance for a little while. And it's and I'm not knocking you. I'm just telling you, I don't think you have the perspective of what a dangerous city feels like. Now, now crime certainly exists everywhere. For and downtown sure. Canton is certainly no exception. Yes. I mean, it was, what do I want to say? It was two, three months ago, I feel like there was that gang rape of that woman and she was robbed and all that. Now, that's going to happen. I mean, there's inevitability in life of like crimes are going to happen against people. No um, matter where you are. Uh, Stuff happens in Brentwood. OJ killed Nicole in Brentwood. And I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to hold that copy of the Canton Repository up while I'm walking down, you know, Sixth Street at, in the middle of the night and be like, no, it's safe here. It's safe here. So there's a healthy dose of skepticism yeah, that goes can, into everything. There's a part of life that's on you to, to, to do safe activity. Right. To, to understand the environment around you and to take care of yourself and kind 3 of 3 a.m. is dangerous anywhere. Right. Right. And I, I, I definitely appreciate the fact that um, these cameras uh, there. I know there's going to be five of them. They're going to be pointing both ways. And nobody's going to be watching these cameras reportedly. This is going to be a, hey, it's recorded, and it's, it's there for 30 days. If we have to go back, we'll, we'll go back. It. Now, at the end of the day, is somebody watching that footage? I don't know. For sure. But, I mean, let's be, dude, we're all voyeurs. Somebody's going to do it. But what are you, dude, if you're not masturbating in the middle of the street, it should be fine. Well, and, and I mean, anywhere you go in public is going to have cam- security cameras on you. Like, people, all, you know, you, you never look at it, but, dude, you're on camera all the time. So this isn't, this isn't making me more concerned about, like, oh, Big Brother's watching. Watching. Well, Big Brother's already watching, bro. So Lamar Sharp, yeah. Canton police officer, yeah. big fan of the program, listening now, just yeah. tweeted at me and says, dude, downtown is extremely safe. 100. And I would agree. Listen to this. I also, I, I know people here will like this. Not only are the cameras going to be, this is this week, I believe, this is when this is happening, yeah. but they're being provided by a local company. You know how I like that. I like local business. Of course. Uh, they're being provided by a local company, Jackson Township-based ProTech Security, at a reasonable price. So not only are we getting things that make us safer, but we're giving the business to a local business. I, Dude, everything about this is positive. Every, there's no negative to this. You're already on camera 700 times a day. Right. don't know it. More of them is only going to make you safer and dude we're giving local businesses money i love this story you know i i know a lot of people hear stuff like this and well downtown's safe and downtown's got all the stupid statues and we need more we need more efforts in the neighborhoods and there's validity to that i really do think that that there's not only certain neighborhoods but all canton neighborhoods kind of need that facelift and that's got to be a part of the revitalization of canton but downtown is just so effing important like it truly is like one of the one of the key pieces of moving this city forward between the Hall of Fame neighborhoods and and, and downtown Canton. Those are like the three places we have to focus our efforts. And I know the $9 million project got everybody all hot and bothered. Where's that money coming from? And And our taxes aren't going up because of it. There's points into all that. And there should be more transparency and you should be able to see where that money comes from. And that's fine. I go to a public meeting. But there is is like we are at a moment where, where we have to act. We have to do something. If we want this city to turn around, now is the time for action. And and if if that means making downtown Canton safer than good. I love it. Good. I love it. I, I'm a huge proponent of downtown. I still live downtown, and, and I, I can't say enough good things about it. Speaking of downtown Although, Canton. Although, somebody bring me a burrito joint yeah, for deliver, Christ's sakes. Deliver. Like, dude, better food delivery, and dude, why is nobody making hipster burritos downtown? Mike, Mike get on Mike, that. we're looking at you. Mike. Uh, and speaking to Mike right now, Buzzbin, Saturday night, Heartbeats Room at the Inn, uh, which is a women's shelter in downtown Canton, is going to be having a fundraiser there, four different bands, a whole bunch of different rides. Oh, Cool. And That's stuff like idea. that. So Saturday night, uh, Buzzman's the place you can help uh, some some homeless women and, and and drink some beers. There you go.
There you go. We have to make room for Nikki Six to give you the iHeartRadio Music Awards announcement. That will happen right at 9 o'clock on, the, on this radio station. But before we go, let's yeah. pass out these Sammy Hagar tickets. The Rocker! The Red Rocker at uh, the Hard Rock Roxino, June 24th. Be caller 10 right now, 800 243 7625. We'll get you hooked up with those. And Nikki Six next. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We have unearthed a four pack of Canton Charge tickets for their game on the 24th of February. And we'll pass those out around 9.45 this morning. Now, you'd think I would do it right here because I'm getting ready to talk to you about some more basketball, but I'm not. I'm going to hold those off till about 9.45. Stansberry pulling the Seacrest there. I am. I am indeed. Speaking of Seacrest, he's going to be at the iHeartRadio Music Award Festival show. I'm sure he would. Yeah, they value him. Yeah. Our company likes him. They'll be here. They, they like Ryan a great deal. Nikki Six will be there. Yeah, they like him too. Bobby Bobby Bones will be there. Love him. They love him. And maybe you could be there as well. Not you, Stansberry. No, you, no. you, the audience. No. You, the listener. I'd have to carry Nikki Six's luggage in the door. They might let me do that. And I doubt it. So yesterday it was announced Kevin Love out six weeks. And so, of course, every bad pun on earth was given out yesterday. Uh, love goes down on Valentine's Day. It's a loveless Valentine's Day. I Can mean, the Cavaliers find love and time? I mean, dude, Twitter's just so bad. I mean, it's just the worst. It's just a wasteland. And But he is out now. And I heard this yesterday. And let me ask you your opinion. Do you think there's part of LeBron James now that is... Not that he's happy Love gets hurt, but do you think maybe he's now going, well, now I can do the Carmelo thing, and people aren't going to look at me like I'm throwing Love out of here? Well, no, I don't think that's necessarily a LeBron thing, but I do think the the, the trade concept of, of of Love for Carmelo Anthony is more enticing than Are it was. you more open to the idea of the trade now? I think it's impossible not to be. I think when you're looking at, it's the middle of February right now, so six weeks out, that's early April, you know, and by the time Kevin Love really gets back, I mean, we're essentially starting playoffs for him really to catch his stride again. It's going to be hard to get back in rhythm. But the thing with that is, though, is that it's going to be easier for him to get back into rhythm than Carmelo Anthony finding that rhythm. There's a part of me that's like, well, you could do it, and now would be the time to do it. I mean, it it would make the most sense today more than it would yesterday. But you you have to like look at it in the fact of Carmelo Anthony is a completely different player, and yeah, the Cavaliers are going to have to adjust for the next six weeks, and probably two weeks after that, there's going to be a little bit of growing pains and well how does Kevin fit back in and by the time he gets back into game shape but he knows what his role is what and, 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 and let's be real and it, well more importantly accepts it well and yeah I mean and let's be real uh, Carmelo and Anthony and Kevin Love are two very different players and, and, and what they would both bring to the team are very different things so uh, you would have to completely completely change the plan for Carmelo Anthony to make sense. Where you, With Kevin Love, yes, you're going to have to give him some time, but you're not totally reworking the game plan. So I heard Jim Jackson say this, former NBA player yesterday. He had said that the problem or the benefit to bringing Anthony in is that, is that in the NBA Finals, there's going to be a moment where Draymond kind of has to like guard LeBron and Kevin Love at the same time. And uh, he's like, you can take a break against Kevin Love. You're not going to take breaks against Carmelo Anthony. You're going to have to keep your stars out on the floor to guard Carmelo Anthony. 
So you're going to run their starting lineup deeper than what we can currently do with Kevin Love. I don't know if that's true or not. That yeah, seemed to be Jim I Jackson's mean, I, I mean, I mean I, you'd like to say that, but I don't know. I mean, uh, when when they took breaks on Kevin Love, that seems Look like that's happened. when he was right. nailing corner threes. So like, and that's the thing is like the Cavaliers are set up to be a a a Kyrie and LeBron have the Driven ability offense. have the ability to to drive with the basketball who are able to to take it to the hoop and then kick out to guys. I mean, that's the bread and the butter and that's what the Cavaliers have made their made their, you know, their 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 bones with. So, I don't to change that and to say, well, now we're introducing another uh, another player who needs the ball in his hand, who needs to be able to penetrate with the basketball. I, I just don't know if that would come together quickly enough for it to for it to translate into yeah, success. Yeah, there's, there, there's chemistry issues there. I I, I will well, make it abundantly clear. I absolutely hate the idea of a trade of a healthy Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony. I think that that's a bad trade. I'll take a healthy Kevin Love. But now, I think if you're Griffin, you got to have the conversation. Well, the thing I'm going to say about in the concept of healthy is, is Kevin Love is going to essentially be unhealthy for two months. And this isn't, when you, when you get your What knee, I'm saying is, before this information, I would have right. never entertained the well, idea. When you get your knee scoped, though, this, that's not, that's not a, a major reconstructive knee surgery. That's not getting your MCL and your ACL repaired. That's, that's a scope. In, in the world of athletes, not an uncommon thing to have. A little happen. regular, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, Kevin Love, within eight weeks, should be back to full power. It's just, and, and I mean, is, is that really, is that injury time long enough for him to be like, ah, he's injured? You know what I mean? Like an unhealthy, or is he unhealthy? If this was like, if this was something that was going to uh, flare back up, if it was Derrick Rose's knees, where it's like, dude, your knees are just shot. They're shot. They're yeah. shot. I mean, you can't, you know, if it, yeah, that's a good point. If it's an OJ Mayo thing, where it's like, oh, yeah. dude, you're, you know, there's nothing you can do here. But this is this is a, 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 a very commonplace minor surgery in in the in the big picture of this. Just wonder if it's running around LeBron's brain today, where it's like, you know what? Now I can do this thing where I can get my buddy here and I can be a good guy and try to help my. Buddy he win a championship, and I and now it doesn't look like the rumors of me hating Kevin Love are true. Because I don't think that those are actually true. I think Kevin Love and LeBron James get along off the court way better than people think. There's been some frustration on the court, but that isn't, I don't think that's LeBron, this is just my opinion, I don't think that's LeBron hating Kevin Love. I think that's LeBron showing frustration sometimes and guys not being able to be LeBron. Like Michael had this, Kobe had this, where they would where they would struggle sometimes with teammates because they didn't understand, why can't you just do what I do? And it's like, well bro, there's like one of ten guys on the earth can do what you right. do. Yeah, right, and I, I, I really don't even think that's been too much of a story over the past not this five, year five months yeah. so I, you know, I don't think that's necessarily where they're going with it um, I understand why at this point you would have the conversation and why, why why it seems much more lucrative of a deal to pull right now but at the end of the day if you're asking do I sign that paperwork I do not. I do not. I uh, do want to credit LeBron James. Don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure that you pass have. through the legs. Good God, dude, bro, that Good court vision God. is insane. I mean, you know, greatest I, player ever. Obviously, you know, there's there's going to be a conversation of well, who was the best passer in the game? And, mm. uh, and listen, there's been great ones, man. I mean, who Magic, is that? Magic Johnson's. You know, that's the first prolific, person that comes to my mind. Prolific passer. Um, John Stockton was great. Was there's no question passer. about that. But uh, LeBron James. I mean, you start factoring in. Uh, well, look at how we can. See 
see the floor and look at his his floor leadership skills. And well, look at how dude, look at how he can rock it and like you know and, and just come with thunder. And like look at how well he plays on defense. Look how many rebounds he's had. And look at I mean, dude, for people not to call him the greatest of all time or at least put him in the conversation is just asinine. I think the conversation crazy. Is, my in my opinion, and again, this is only opinion. No, nobody's ever going to definitively be the best. I understand how these conversations work, but in my opinion, the conversation of him being better than Michael has been over for a while. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Um, Derek Williams played awesome last night. I think the Cavaliers definitely found a real diamond in the rough when it comes to him. I think they both found gold in each other, and hopefully that 10-day contract turns into a, a full contract. Um, and uh, we still have a week, essentially, uh, till the NBA trade deadline happens. So the Cavs aren't necessarily done they're making not done. moves. I don't think they're I, done you know, at all. I, I, I don't know how, how earth-shattering it's going to be of a move, but uh, I don't think you're looking at uh, the Cavaliers at full-powered quite yet. And, dude, you got to factor that in, too, of like... I mean, I know the Cavs aren't going to set a record of regular season wins this year, but I mean, they've won six of their last seven. Um, That's and, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. And <laughs> you got to remember, at the end of this year, when they start doing MVP votes, and when it's like, oh, well, who's the MVP, dude? You've got J.R. Smith and Kevin Love missing significant amounts of the regular season here. So, like, you, you're looking at two starters of, of your rotation there, and that should move LeBron into, well, dude, how important? Uh, obviously, That's this guy is, is grossly important. If you can remove two fifths of the starters of the team, and the team continues to win, I, you know, I it, once again, if if LeBron's not on your list of the greatest of all time, I, I don't. I, I, what's wrong with you? That's that's on you, not LeBron. Apparently, Carmelo Anthony. This is being tweeted in uh, via Dustin, a huge listener of the program, says about, uh, I believe what he's saying here is that Carmelo Anthony has about a 4% higher on catch and shoot threes than Love at 44%. So uh, he says Anthony's probably at, what, 48%, so almost 50% there. Is that... Do anything to you? Uh, I'm not going to start pulling single stats out and being like, "Well, this is why I would okay. do it." I'm just and I mean, like, curious there. I mean, and, and is Carmelo Anthony ready to be that player? Is I mean, it's how long did it take Kevin Love to be that player? Better part of two years. I think Carmelo Anthony, I guys, he's going to be the third best player on the Cavaliers roster, and I don't think that that sits well with Carmelo Anthony. I really don't. I think that's I think that's why he's made the decisions he's made. I heard this last week. Do you realize he could have waited three more months and been a Nick? But he forced a trade, and they had to like throw four really good players out to get him there. And now he's like standing around with nobody to play with and complaining about it. It's like you know what I mean. That kind of shows you. I didn't know that. I heard that last week. I was like, oh well, I didn't know that. And that's kind of like kind of shows you who Carmelo has been up to this point in his career. Now I think if you bring him here, I think LeBron has a really frank conversation with his buddy and says, bro, this it's me, it's Kyrie, and then the rest of you dudes. And so like get on board with that. And we'll get you a ring, and then you can retire or not. But I, uh, I I'm, it's going to be interesting. I think Kevin Love stays a Cavalier. I kind of hope Kevin Love stays a Cavalier. Just love that dude. And uh, I think the Cavs are still going to make it out of the Eastern Conference. I don't think now all of a sudden Isaiah Thomas and the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't buy that. Maybe it can happen. Anything can happen. That's why they play the games. I don't personally believe that. Uh, turns out in Toronto, no actually means yes. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of uh, tickets for the Canton Charge game, February 24th. Taking on the Delaware 87ers. That's featuring right. Nate Robinson, future slam dunk champion, or f- past slam dunk champion, I'm sorry. Is that right? Yeah. 
You know what? I, I We said this yesterday, and I want to do it again. It's uh, that I'm calling on Charge Nation because the Golden State Warriors, now G League team, has set the attendance record for the D League. Bro, I can't have it. I can't have that. We need to we we, we need to up our game there. I had read that uh, I read that headline a couple of nights ago. Uh, again against the format I always rally against Twitter's where I read that. Does do some good things. But we need to step our game up and we're going to help you do that. We'll get you into that game on the on the 24th here around 9:45 is when we'll do that. A Toronto bar is uh well, in the crosshairs of the social media uh, elite there, and uh, they're looking to take this this bar down, and this bar's had to apologize for one of their signs inside. You always see this in bars. There's always like, you know, attention, there's loose women and pickpockets in here, <laughs> and there's all that- Free beer tomorrow. Yeah, and all right, that kind of stuff, right. right? And there's always been some, you know, uh, you know, edgy advertising, I guess is what I will call it, via signs and bars. And bars have kind of been one of those places where people kind of have known to be like, okay, well, you know, it's a bar or whatever. This is a grown-up establishment. Yeah, I was going to say, at the very least, it's a grown-up establishment that's adults only at the bar. Should be. Unless think- there's goddamn kids at the bar, which is the most infuriating thing in the world to me. I hate seeing kids at the bar. Hate it. It makes hate me it. crazy. Hate it. Yeah, that does. It makes me crazy. I'm supposed to be in here swearing and drinking and carrying on. I don't care why your kid's here. What are they doing here? Get your kid out of the bar. It's the right. worst. I don't care if it's B dubs. If it's if, no seriously, if it's nine thirty at night and you have a and you have a ten year old in a bar, I'm looking at you like you're wrong. I am. I'm looking at you like you're wrong. I, I think it's crazy. That's just me. But a bar in Toronto is having an issue. There's a sign and it was directly behind the bar. Okay, and uh, it was actually on a light up sign, so it's like there to like draw your attention. Okay, but it is a changeable sign or whatever. It's not like neon. But it says, no means yes, and yes means ass, at Locals Only Toronto. So they're giving you like a Twitter handle of like where you can go follow more of that. Okay. And, uh, and so people had an issue with this because you're making light of sexual assault. Yeah. And you are kind of making fun of sexual assault. Now, I guess what I'm going to do here is I'm going to have the conversation about whether or not that's okay. I... Don't know that it's not. I'm not on the side of, what do you mean, puss, suck it up. But I am more on the, I don't know if this is necessarily like, we need to make sure this doesn't happen territory. Well, if you don't feel that that cause is that important to you, fine. And I mean, if you want to continue to, uh, you know, go to that establishment and spend your money there, fine. Certainly your prerogative to do so. But I, I mean, you can't expect people not to have reactions to what you do in life. And if you're going to put something up like that and people are going to d- express their distaste for it, I just don't know if like, well, yeah, people are pissed, but what? I mean, you had to know, right. given the, given the environment of, of the, of the bitchiness of the of the country and the serious nature of sexual assault. You know what I mean? Like this isn't something that we're just kind of like ha, 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 smoking weed. It's not that big of a deal because it's not that big of a deal. When people get raped, that's a big effing deal. So yeah, you had to have known that there was going to be some sort of like eh. Yeah. I mean there, there there's a great point there, but it's not telling you to rape anybody either. I mean it's not no. Uh, no, but that doesn't mean that, well, you know, just because I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to go throw Jews in the oven doesn't mean that I'm going to be okay with you, like, you know, w- dressing up in a Hitler outfit. 
No. Well, I'm not telling you to put Jews in the oven. No. I mean, and, and look, I, and I have always said, what do I always say about stuff like this? Let the business owner be who they are and let the marketplace depict whether or not their business is, is successful. Welcome to capitalism. <laughs> like, welcome to the country that you all want to fight so hard. Although this is Toronto, should be pointed out. But if this were here, I would be saying to you, welcome to this country that you guys fight so hard for. And it's not, it's not like... It, it, I mean, no, nobody's, they're not saying like, hey, we as a, a government are going to shut down your business or anything. So like if people are protesting or people are pissed about this, well, I mean, like what'd you, what'd you expect? I'm being told that Miller's and Maslin has a sign outside that reads no colors and that's sketchy. Okay. Let me tell you what that means. That does not mean race. No colors is telling motorcycle clubs. You can't wear your cuts in here. Don't wear your patches in here. That's what that means. But well, I will admit to you, Donnie, that if people don't know that, that sign will read as strange to somebody. I thought I thought only the blacks wore gang colors and stuff. This is this is this is like no, bikers the, and white people yeah, too. They no, do that. And again, oh. I lived in Oregon, Southern Oregon, very oh. biker heavy. I thought it was just black people that did. I've told like this that. story before. The biker gang kind of ran that town, and everybody was afraid of them. And there were every bar in that town had said no colors in our bars. It, 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 it's different than. But I will give Donnie this: if people don't know that that's what that means, mm. that will raise suspicion in 2017. I would agree with that. It's 2017. I didn't think we were allowed to call them colors anymore. Should have heard what my grandpa used to call them. Jeez Louise. So now uh, another listener wants to know, um, should I take my 13-year-old to Tilted Kilt for his birthday around 5-ish? No. 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 I mean. No. Would you take your kid to Hooters, I guess, is the question there. No. And some people would. No. I saw plenty of, I mean, there used to be a Hooters in Parma. I lived right around the corner from it. And every Sunday we'd go watch football there and there would, like, people would bring their kids there. Now the food was excellent. Okay. No. And, uh, but I'm not sure that's the parenting decision I would have made. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I love the Tilted Kilt. It's, uh, the food's fantastic. And your kids, dude, your 13 year old boy is going to think hot chicks are the hottest thing and the greatest thing in the world. And I was you just don't say, need to encourage that. I'm not sure it's children's entertainment. It would be my thing. I love the restaurants. Fantastic. But I'm not sure it's children's entertainment. Right. I mean, like, at the end of the day, is your is your 13-year-old son going to be sneaking, like, Playboys from out underneath of your bed? Yeah. But should you be giving him the Playboys? No. No. So, locals only, Toronto. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Homogenize your whole bar. Just do it. You, you, you can't do this stuff anymore. And, and, and people don't have a sense of humor in print. Like you could totally like a like a stand-up comic could make this same exact statement and the whole room would laugh because you could hear this there's no sincerity behind the statement but when you read it it comes off very differently and I've been on this point for now it uh, feels like a decade it's been 5 years at least I've been making this point online People do not have a sense of humor when it comes to print anymore. They just don't. They assume anything that they read that you legitimately are trying to make this point. Sarcasm is dead in print. Let it go. No means yes. Yes means anal is a joke that plenty of people have made in the past. It's not like, oh my God, this is like a new thing that somebody was doing here. And I guess it's just like, why are you guys so obsessed with having butt sex? <laughs> like, I just don't like, I mean, I, honestly, I guess, because. I Secretly, you want to sleep with a man. I guess. I mean, if dude, yeah, if dude. you're that obsessed with anal sex, it's because you want to have sex with a man. Dude, with the pink one in the stink, man. I just can't wait to do uh, it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess. Sure. I've always said about anal. Sure. 
that God or whoever, the universe, whoever was responsible for the amazing creation that is women, that I was given two fantastic options in the human anatomy as to where I put that. Asking for a third is greedy as hell. When the other two options are that good, look, you know what? I need, dude, one more. Come on, dicks, one more. Like, are you crazy? And there's there's risk of poop. <laughs> like, you just don't know. You know what? I don't. All right, I, I had an excellent point, and then Phantom pooped on it, and then that's probably <laughs> enough of that. Canton charge tickets up for grabs as we close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Head over there. You can watch uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg explain to Keanu Reeves what happens with pubic hair as you age. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but if you do, we, we, made, it, uh, we, we, we made it available for you. That's weird. Also, WRQK.com. You head over there. WE fan. Which hopefully some of you guys are. I know I am. I do a lot of them are. Uh, if you're a WWE fan, you can check out former WWE diva Sunny confessing which wrestlers she slept with back in the Attitude Era. Sunny was one of my no. early, one of my early, early finding myself moments right there. I gotta tell you, is it slut shaming? I mean, I mean she's talking about it she's not like shaming herself she's like hey here's the guys that i banged right i'm saying i think if a guy was to go out and openly discuss that and like throw that information out people would be taking the magnifying glass out going i don't know you're kind of shaming these women for just randomly sleeping around there would be that that's interesting which way should it be honestly people should be quiet about who they bang you should respect the person who you're having sex with you should, and even after you're done having sex with them. So slut shaming's right. I think. I, I, I think at the end of the day, I what I want is, dude. It seems like, dude, this leftist Marxist world wants things to be fair. That's what they say, but when in reality, is they want special. That's what they want. This would be a bigger issue if a man was doing this. It would. Especially online. I don't know if average everyday Americans, because let's be honest, it's now I think down to 17% of the world's population is on Twitter. People are just leaving it. And uh, so, so, but I think the real world wouldn't have a real big issue, but the online community would have a major issue if this were Shawn Michaels. I think it would be, uh, here's all the uh, WWE divas I slept with. There would be an issue there. I, maybe I'm wrong, but. Not that many times in my life have I been, so I doubt this is it. Uh, we do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game's on the February uh, the 24th. We'll pass those out here in a minute. I did take this. We were telling before the break, we had said, you know, you kind of should keep your kids out of bars. You know what I mean? Kind of keep your kids out of bars. And uh, Will writes in and says, I took my son to the Oracle to see a local band called The Scenic Route. Uh, friends of the program, we like those guys, played them on New Tour Tuesday. And he says, I think it's okay to go to certain places. And you know what? I didn't think of that. I work in a concert venue, and I see moms bring their kids all the time. Uh, concert venue different than a bar. I mean, yes, there's bars, but like Applebee's has a bar, and you can take your kids to Applebee's. That's fine. Concert venue, a little different there of that. It's a specific place for an event. There just happens to be a bar there. For a if special you, event, maybe it's different. If you're going to a bar just to go to a bar, you're in a different conversation there. So, like, that's that's... Yeah, apples to bananas there. Okay. All right. Because I, I do, 
Like, I wish my my parents would have never taken... Like, I tell kids all the time, they come to, you know, the Agora, and their mom and her dad is there with them, and they're there bringing them there to see their favorite band. And I was like, dude, my mom would have run into traffic before ever taking me to see Iron Maiden as a kid. That was never going to happen. So I always like kind of tell them, I'm like, dude, that's, you're a good mom. Good for you. Like, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... And even then, though, even then, you have a responsibility well, as a parent. Well, they're not allowed to, like, just sit at the bar. Well, and nor should you. And, like, you as a parent have a responsibility to make sure that you're... Your kid is in a safe and appropriate environment. Like, don't get pissed at me because I'm swearing or I'm being inappropriate at the bar when, well, dude, what is your kid doing here? Yeah, I remember I got yelled at at, 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 at the Trump rally here because I had uh, I had been a little loose with some of the language and the F word like came out of my mouth. And this woman was like, "Um, you can't say that. And I was like, that guy said it. <laughs> Like he, like, he said, looked into the camera and said, and you can tell them to go F them. So I was like, so the guy running to lead the country can say it, and you're here with a sign with his name on it, holding it above your head, but I'm in the crowd saying I have an issue? I'm with you on that. I think sometimes you have to be aware about where you're taking your children. And should people recognize that there are children there and clean up their language? Yeah, yes. Of course you should. Of course they should, but you have to know that that's not always going to be the case. I agree with that i think under special uh, you know special circumstances take your kids to see shows and stuff like that getting your kids involved in music and, and f- I-, I can live with that but if you're taking them to like a local dive bar although you know what my dad who did not drink i never saw my dad have a drink my entire life never once i hope i'm right about that but i don't believe i ever did as a kid there was a bar in bedford that he loved the food at and so sometimes when it was like take Dan to, to work day in the summer, he would, uh, you know, my father was a minister, worked for himself. He could kind of do stuff like that. And we would go to this bar in Bedford and get macaroni and cheese in the middle of the afternoon. Like that's one of my favorite memories of my dad. And like, so now I've, I just told people not to have that, not to do this thing that, that it was a very fond memory for me. I mean, but you're in a different circumstance there where you're going somewhere for food, as opposed to if your dad was just going to go sit on the bar stool and drink, that's, that's, that's you're in, you're in different places there. If you're going to t- hey, take your kid and sit in the booth and have some, have some, some chicken tenders, we're talking about different things. Yeah, I guess maybe my, is that I'm trying to, clean up something I had said where it's like, you know, if you take your kid to like one of these bars and grills after nine o'clock at night, I look at you weird. I mean, maybe that is me being too judgmental. Maybe it is. I mean, I've been no, I will say this. I like saying when I'm right all the time, I will admit that I am, I have a tendency to be a little bit judgmental at time to time. Am I the only one who was surprised to find that Shocker. out? Shocker. Was I the only one that that was breaking news for? All right, we do have these four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. This is February 24th at the Civic Center. We want to send you. It's the Delaware 87ers in town that night. Let's send you right now. Call her 15 at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to that. We are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. This report is brought to you by Vicks, Dayquil, and NyQuil.